Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damascus Cleary. And today we'll be discussing the latest show in our recommend category. Season five of Orange is the New Black. How are you doing, Damask? I am fantastic. Now it's interesting, this I said it's in our recommend category, but it can't be in our recommend category. We're both seeing this seen for the before. first time. That's right. Usually one of us has to have seen it for that to work. Mm. Um, so firstly, a quick apology, this would normally the podcast normally comes out on a Sunday in Australia and wherever that is, wherever else you are. This is coming a few days later because we're trying to actually do something that's up to date as it releases. Mm. So over the uh, Australian, or well, everyone's weekend, over the weekend that Orange is the New Black was released, we've binged all of season five. Yes, we have. We've been working hard. Yes, mm-hmm. which is less time than a normal week, so you yeah. can thank us later. Um, to make gifts. Sh- send gifts. Gifts or gifts? Either is fine. Sure. Twitter's a good place for gifts. Uh, so we can bring you an episode that's actually timely with the release of the season. So looking forward to that. All right, let's get straight into it. Sounds good. Spoiler warning, on this episode, we'll be discussing everything that happens in season one to five, and that's a very new season, so these are really spoilers if you have not seen this yet, of Orange is the New Black. If you've not yet watched Orange is the New Black, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back and join us. Otherwise, proceed with caution. Spoilers ahead, you have been warned. Oh, second uh, second little apology, if it is a little bit echoey, this podcast as well, we're back in the house of echoes. My that is house. Damascus house. So there I you go. was too hungover to go to Broad, so I made him come here. She watched Orange <laughs> New Black and was forced to drink herself into a stupor. That's right. Quick breakdown of season five of Orange is the New Black. The show picks up pretty much exactly where we left off at the end of season four. The prisoners are riding. Dyer has a gun to C.O. Humphrey's head and Tasty wants justice for Poussey. This season consists of 13 episodes, each coming in at around 57 minutes and took us approximately 12 hours and 20 minutes to watch. There was no extended episode 13 movie no, length episode. Goodness. They've learned their lesson yeah. and I'm very happy about yeah. that. Damas, do you have a story breakdown for us? I surely do. We're back at Litchfield and Dyer is still holding the gun to CO Jeffrey Dahmer as the inmates encircle them and scream for murder. Dyer decides to fire a little warning shot into his nutsack. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Gloria's fierce motherly instincts kick in and she tries to steer Dyer back onto the right path. But as we all know, Dyer isn't the sharpest tool in the shed, so instead Gloria beats her over the head and steals the gun. While Maria and her gang are torturing the captured guards and attempting to rape them every five minutes, Tasty is instead trying to improve the conditions of the prison. Cindy, Watson and Allison compile a list of every woman's demands and choose the most agreed upon. It's a sensible list and one those in power couldn't possibly deny. 
Of course, I'm joking. MCC has little to no intention of compromising on their budget. They've got to make room for the CEO's $10 million bonus every year. Priorities, people. These women want a semblance of dignity and their list reflects that. But Tasty has a slightly different priority. While education, healthcare and nutrition are all important to her, she won't be swayed on the importance of justice for per se. She wants to see CEO Bailey prosecuted no matter the cost. Leaving all that rum behind, we find out Frida has been hiding a secret lair behind a cupboard. It helps to be a paranoid hermit sometimes. For the most part, she hides away from all the drama above her and spends the days enjoying canned beans and frogger. She invites a select few to join her in her little rascal's clubhouse. But one invitation goes astray. Reds. She's too busy bouncing off the walls and figuring out a way to trap Piscatella in a mousetrap. Blanca is along for the ride and helps provide some very special vitamins to keep their minds active. Piscatella can't help but respond to Red's text message and makes his way into prison. He lures Nikki, Red, Blanca, Alex, Piper and Boo into some sort of janitor's closet. He's going to torture Red and make her family watch. Yay! Thankfully, the entry to the Little Rascals Clubhouse is the very same place where Piscatella has set up his little torture chamber. The ladies find him and lure him away from his prey. There they all attack and manage to subdue the eight-foot-tall monster. Elsewhere, Gloria has heard some bad news. Her son's in ICU. As we all know, Gloria's the kind of mother that will do anything for her kids, and so she makes a deal with MCC. She'll smuggle the guards out of the prison in exchange for furlough, so that she can be by her son's bedside. The deal is struck and Gloria works her ass off to put all the chess pieces in place. And just when she's ready to strike, she discovers all of her pawns have been taken. Maria, after overhearing Gloria's predicament, decides to take the MCC deal for herself. She frees the guards in exchange for seeing her daughter. Gloria is left with nothing. Tasty, too stubborn to give up the good fight for Perse, sacrifices all of the other demands in order to make sure Bailey gets prosecuted. After hours and hours of negotiations with Fig and Caputo, she can't see the forest for the trees anymore. Fig warns her that if she turns down the deal, there's no going back. Tasty can't listen, and so she seals her own fate and the fate of all the other prisoners. And as the SWAT team begins to infiltrate the prison, we see many of our beloved inmates being taken down one by one. Soso shows passive resistance as she sits amongst the library installation she made for Perse. Yoga Jones, Norma, DeMarco and Gina all abandon the clubhouse and surrender. Maritza and Flucker make one last YouTube video for their fans before being taken away as well. Morello screams that she's pregnant with her hands raised. The meth heads are mesmerised by their own bonfire with their heads pressed up against the glass. Watson and Allison are at the forefront and captured immediately. But there are a few women who manage to slip through the grasp of the SWAT team and hide away. Cindy, Tasty and Suzanne are led by Nikki to the Little Rascals Clubhouse for refuge. And there they find Red, Frida, Piper, Alex, Blanca and Gloria. We're left watching them stand in solidarity as their place of solace is blown wide open by the oncoming force. What will happen next season? The end. Very nice. Well done. Okay. And that's, I must say, that's also especially well done, considering you probably didn't have the resources you would normally have to read no, through. No, not at all. Nothing's Because I usually yet. just go on like the wiki just to remember what happened from episode to episode. Can't do that. And that does, they, it's Doesn't terrible at the moment. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's not exactly... It's like one sentence per episode. Right. Yeah, yeah not curated yet properly. <laughs> no. Need some edit- editing. Okay, let's get straight into it then. Uh, what did we think? General thoughts... On season five of Orange is the New Black, Damasco. Do you want to go first? No, because mine aren't quite settled yet. <laughs> Neither am I, but okay. Okay. Oh, I, I, you go, you go. Okay. Um, there were, at this very moment, I 
when I look back, I'm like, oh, I really, 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 really liked it. And I think that has a lot to do with the last episode mm-hmm. and those last few moments. There are big chunks that I'm like, they don't need to be there. I really don't like them. A lot of those moments are comedy moments that I just feel like were extra and just kind of bogged the story down. Sure. But generally, I really liked it. I enjoyed that they were doing something new with this season. Um, and like there seemed to be a good amount of tension um, throughout the season and particularly the latter half of the season had a great, I think, good momentum. So, yeah, I know I liked it. What about you? Um, generally, I liked it. Um, I think I feel the same way. I think the beginning and the end in particular, I think, really justifies the whole. Yeah. Um, I think it does get bogged down the middle in a few different places in a few different ways. Some storylines that are either unnecessary or particular moments. I'm just like, why does this exist at all? Mm-hmm. Um, it's committing some of its older sins still, mainly potentially two-dimensional villains. Yeah. Maybe um, longer than it needs to be in terms... Like, even, I'm glad they cut down that last, last episode to a normal mm, length. Thank but goodness. Again, you could go three episodes less and this season would be better. Never made more apparent than like having like this was a proper binge and they Netflix looking at their advertising are constantly talking about binging. They want you to binge this stuff. This mm. is part of their model for how they distribute this thing. They yep. want you to watch it all at once. So when the show hurts itself by being paced poorly for a binge session, that's on them as far as I'm yep. concerned. That's not on us anymore. No. I can Sometimes I think, oh, we're doing it for the podcast. It's our own fault. Not with a Netflix show. Not when they advertise it that way. Um, yeah, we're consuming it exactly how we've been told to consume exactly it. Exactly right. That being said, there was a lot in there that I really appreciated that the show was able to do completely differently. Mm. Like, j- just because it's a huge shake-up, I think even though season four definitely had a big shake-up and I like season three a lot more than you did, mm. season three and four, you could start to feel it like just falling into its old rhythm a little bit, yep. maybe having struggling to find things for people to do. And though I still think that's true in some characters and storylines this season, in a lot of ways, it just allowed them to open it up and really explore some big things. There was a real sense of excitement because you're yeah. like, well, where is this going? Like, yeah. what is actually going to happen here? And obviously, like, it only happens over, like, three days. Yeah. Which... Which I love that structure, yeah, I, too. Yeah, so I did I. I thought it was such a clever thing to do. When mm-hmm. I... I agree with you. It felt like it was becoming a little predictable, a little mm-hmm. stagnant uh, with the way that they were t- telling their stories. But mm-hmm. this was just a complete shake-up. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, I feel, like, exactly reinvigorated by it. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. And by the end of this season, and we'll talk about the finale later... Um, I still don't know exactly where the show's going to be. I get the feeling, spoilers, if, if you're still listening for some reason and haven't watched the show, it won't be you at Litchfield, which, oh, oh which is God. crazy. Yeah. And um, that's exciting because it's like, I don't know what happens next when, again. When it finished this season, mm. I was crying and I was very distraught and I you know, ran into my bedroom and I said to my girlfriend, I really need a hug because I don't know what's going to happen next season yeah. and I'm really worried. Because yeah. I don't see how it can be the same. You, you know, you know, I've got two more seasons. We know mm. it's signed up for. I, I honestly, from when we'll get to this too, but I can see from this point where we are, mm-hmm. I can see the show ending in two seasons. Mm-hmm. I can see two seasons approximately worth of story worth telling yep. to get to a point where we could feel satisfied with what the show is said. It's in its arc. And it's coming sort of into its act three, I think, in a lot of ways. 
um, or it's coming mm. down to the end of Act Two anyway, and we should be starting to see some change yeah. in those last two seasons. If they if they're deliberately trying to do that, and I hope they are, because I, I love it when a show knows when to end, mm-hmm. um, and knowing you've got three seasons ahead of you, you can really plan that out properly. I could really see this ending in a cool place if they wanted it to. Um, and doing and each the new two seasons being very different from the last as well, and we've just probably broken free of that original um, sort of format from the first four seasons, which is great. Yeah. So generally good. I think there's lots to talk about, good and bad though, and I my thoughts aren't completely settled on it. <laughs> Me I either. Generally, my think notes like are a mess. Yep. Okay. Well, let's start getting into some more specific things then. Starting maybe with. Resolution of the cliffhanger that was left over from season four. So season four, as we sort of mentioned, I mentioned in my little rundown breakdown thing, was Dyer had a gun that Humphreys had, C.O. Humphreys had brought into the prison. Mm. Two, I had his head. All the prisoners are around her rioting. Screaming and encouraging Really her encouraging to her him. to shoot him. And we were left with wondering what was going to happen next. The trailers for this season even showed the first 30 seconds or so of this episode. Mm, I didn't watch any of those, yeah. Which was nothing. I mean, it's nothing. It was basically just a continuation. It was just like the next 30 seconds from where we left off without anything actually happening. You hear as it cuts to like away from footage, a gunshot and people go gasp. Mm. In the story, that was Dyer shooting the ceiling to try and get everyone to shut up. Yeah. But then leads to her shooting... C.O. Humphreys in the leg yeah. or crotch, femoral artery. Like, that was a ba- that's a bad, bad place to be yeah, shot. that's very bad. Just go for the kneecap style. What are you doing? Yeah, she, yeah. she was a bad shot in that case. Yeah. Um, did we think that was a sound resolution, a good place to go from where we left off? Was that a satisfying enough way to resolve that initial cliffhanger? I think so. I mean, I was, I was glad that she... Did something, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I, I feel like it would have been a bit of a cop out if she was like, oh, no, and just gave it to Maria or so something. So easy to do, though. Yeah, so very tempting to do, to do. And I'm also glad they made that choice because that means we get rid of a character that I think has been unnecessary for a very long time, which is Dyer. Dyer. I, 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 it seemed to me that they have never really known what to do with her beyond the Bennett pregnancy thing like she as a person is not interesting Mm. so if you remove that then you don't have a lot of story there to tell so i think getting rid of her um because she's being sent to max or whatever it might be i think is a good idea so that's the end of dyer's storyline as far as we can tell how do we feel like is that just good that we got her out of the way or is that satisfying I I, i think we'll see a little bit more of Dyer. Well, it, apparently we see a little bit more of everybody. Yeah. Even characters I thought were long gone I managed mean, to show their fucking head this season. Hi, Larry. Mm. <laughs> we missed you. It's so good to see you. Yeah. You do not talk for me on that one. <laughs> I think I speak for everyone uh, when I say, give uh, us uh, more uh, Larry, uh, please. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I didn't mind his little flashback bits. Did I like, I mean... I wasn't offended by them. It's fine. Whatever. If you if that's what you want to do, that's what you, that's okay. Whatever. That's fine. There's nothing ro- inherently <laughs> wrong with it. Uh, but I I would argue its place in the story doesn't need to be there at all. But we'll come back to that later. Okay. Um. But yeah, there's a good chance she will come back. Mm. But it feels like if she was I, to leave I'm, the show, that'll be the that that would we'll get an epilogue maybe. But I mm. can't imagine we're going to spend a lot of time invested in 
dire from here on out. Could no. be wrong. I think we perhaps we might even be a little bit more invested in a leader. Um, I gotta and say that kind of side of it. I l- I've not been a particular fan of her character in the past. She's mm. always been pretty two dimensional and whatever. Mm. I've loved her outside of prison. Yeah, she was a million times more effective <laughs> mm-hmm. in her role. She's she works better in as like as her attitude in society is much more entertaining and much more interesting to me than it was when she was in the prison. I found her really, really good, really yeah. funny, and yeah. I think it it also didn't help that. Many a times when a leader is being a leader, it's towards Dyer and we yeah. don't have a, a connection to Dyer. And so, a leader is just kind of like an extension of Dyer's storyline. That's exactly it, yeah. So, that was a problem. But now yeah. that a leader's doing her own thing and although like obviously she will always be connected to Dyer, but yeah. she's in her own world and yeah, taking care of herself and, um, you know, on news programs. That was great. Doing Putting her on a thing with Judy King and stuff like mm-hmm. that was very, very yeah. good. I, re- I thought it was very clever. Yeah. Good way to use her. And I thought... I was like, yeah, she'll have appearances in here, but she won't be. I thought, because you told me she was in something else, isn't she now? Is that is it her that's in another show at the moment? No, that's um, Samira Wiley's oh, in okay. Handmaid's Tale. Pusse, another. And so is Trisha. She's also in Handmaid's Tale. Oh, mm. right. Yeah. Pusse also got a little cameo this season she as well. Did. I loved it, but also I was like, how dare you? That's how I felt. How dare you? What are you, you doing? That's just mm. toying with my emotions. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm. Even Buffy was smart enough not to bring back Tara. No, they weren't smart enough. They couldn't get her back. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a, like a contractual thing or like a... Um, oh, no, that's not... They did ask Amber Benson yes. to come back and she was like, no, I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's right to do that. Well, good on her. Yeah, she made I the I actually call. quite the way they went with it in that Yeah, episode. no, I thought it was very Way cool. off topic. <laughs> that's the Talking With Dead People episode, whatever it is from season seven. Mm-hmm. And that's quite a good episode, actually. That's a, From yes. a season that I don't love, that's a good episode. That is. Um... Okay, so Dyer's storyline, we're kind of meh on it, basically. Because mm-hmm. that was the question we had at the end of last season. It's like, is making Dyer the one with the gun the right decision here? We didn't feel like it built up to it in season four. Did it work for us to have her be the one to hold the gun? Did it do enough to propel her storyline this season? I think there are still better choices yeah. for, to, for, to make for the person who has the gun. I think giving Maria the gun... Is already a better choice. Sure. Um, and she has the same thing that Di has of like, oh, I want to get out and be there for my kid. Well, that's where I wanted to go with this next is like, mm. interestingly, letting Di be the one to do it almost like is like to give it to a surrogate because I don't care about Di. Yeah, exactly. Right? But what it allows. They can get rid of Di and no one's going to like, yeah, kick up a sting. And also, while Di's fate might be sealed from the moment she shoots the guard, mm. Maria's isn't. And Marie is a much more interesting character and one I'm invested in. Mm -hmm. And her journey is much more interesting to me this season. And Tasty, who would have been another person who could have had the gun, who would have had a lot of motive to do it, is also given a lot to do without that sort of Damocles over the head of I shot a guard Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So the choice to give it to Dyer doesn't ultimately serve Dyer, but maybe it serves to allow others to have more open, more compelling storylines that don't revolve around holding a gun Mm. or shooting a guard. Yeah, there's nothing so dire that ah ha, ha, ha. Um, uh, yes that um, taints the rest of their stories. We're, like it's important with Maria's yeah. one, right? So Maria sort of she's been a badass in season four. She became the head of the, sort of that gang. Mm-hmm. Really got energized by that when Piscatella told her that she was going to get an extra five to ten years in a sentence. I think it was three to five. Three yeah. to five, whatever number of extra years to mm-hmm. a sentence. Um, 
specifics. So <laughs> attention to detail, the mask. I like it. The uh, show that was ran into this season too, where she's just like just takes over this riot, basically. Mm. Like she's the leader of this uprising. And then the moment she hears that from Caputo that maybe it probably hasn't gone through because she hasn't have had a hearing yet. And she goes and checks it as just like instantly runs outside yeah. to be a part of like <laughs> puts the, on some like sunglasses and just like I'm cool man. I'm chilling. I'm, cool. I'm chilling. Yeah. No longer involved. <laughs> I'm not got nothing to do with this. Takes out a good book and just starts reading. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But I really like that as well. Mm-hmm. Like just to see that switch and it just really addresses the idea of like the power that is held over these women and what it mm-hmm. forces them or emotionally the places it puts them to, yeah. that drive their decision making. Well, that's inside the thing. Prison. I, it's, yeah, also like good to see that the way that these women are continuously punished, like through things like shoe mm. or extra time, that then affects how they behave within the Absolutely. prison and makes it a more dangerous and darker place. Mm-hmm. If you give someone three to five more years and you take away like the one glimmer of hope that they might get out before like their kid will they even remember anything, that will fundamentally change how they choose to experience prison. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it's nice to see that once you take that away, she's like, oh, I see the end of the tunnel. I'm going to yeah. be like a productive, good part of this community if I can be. Which is just a fantastic argument for like what – if if prison is a thing we need as a society, and I would argue it is mm. something that we need, how it's – I think it's a massive – like this this show is just an excellent like discussion on what it should or shouldn't be, yeah. right? What is its function? What's exactly. Yeah. What its function is, this is a great example of what it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like to – just make it a punishment for punishment's sake and then make it so, yeah, put these women in such a position as to really motivate them to act up more. Mm. What is that? What does that serve? Yeah. As like just a system of like dehumanizing people. Like what what do you think the outcome of that is going to be? Exactly Particularly right. when you have like incarceration rates that America does. Like what is the end game there <laughs> what kind of communities are you building on the outside when you're detaining people and then releasing them after having such a horrible experience mm-hmm. and i just i just thought that was a brilliant articulation of all of that mm-hmm. in maria and then what's i just love thinking about was it season two or three where maria was introduced with her little storyline in the background I think season three i think it was two yeah. it was only a couple of seasons back just here and there just little just bits with those her little boyfriend. just the visit the, it was like it was like a three-act play yeah. in visitations and like a beautiful little mm. story can I say, like, it, when the her partner popped up, yeah. like, every time he's on screen, it, I am so full of joy. I'm like, yeah. I love this man. That's what I want nothing but beautiful things. I was watching this with my girlfriend, and she was yeah. saying the same thing. I was like, he's the guy that's keeping the daughter from Maria, you realize. And she's like, yeah, but he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, he's doing what's best for his daughter. Because, yeah. I would argue she's not going to remember her mum in a beige jumpsuit when she's older if he com- she comes to visit him a I couple mean, of times. Probably not. I think that's a little I, but overkill. I, but I think But I did like the scene with him in the supermarket and his <laughs> awful mother. Oh gross, yeah. <laughs> Let the man breathe, woman. Mm. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, it did make me like him a lot. That's true. Um so the flip side of that, um, we were saying Tasty maybe was one of the other people that could have been that tasty storyline is obviously one of the biggest ones this season. Mm-hmm. Um is it Danielle Brooks? Yes. Holy yes. crap. That woman deserves some sort of everything, award. Everything, all the everything. awards. Everything. Mm. Constantly 
constantly She's killing it. Killing it this season. Killing it. Whenever she is doing like a passionate speech or like breaking down or just having a conversation just about the negotiations. And just, just like oh yeah, and the beautiful way that she like brings across her arguments and she just kicks fig in the ass. She's like she's so good. I love Tasty. I love Tasty I so love Tasty much. Too. And the performance is wonderful. And Surely this show is the Tasty show now. Like I like think so. I We'll get to Piper and Alex later, but mm. they've been kicked to the curb. Oh, absolutely. And like Tasty has taken over this show. And They're literally think, on the outside of this season. Uh, They're just sitting on the outside. put there for a reason, I yeah. think. The, um, but Tasty, she got released in season one. Yeah. Like she almost could have like not been a part of this show going forward. That's true, yeah. She, just, just, she was just let go. Mm. And then she's back at the end of the season. Um. Now she's like integral to the heart of this show. Imagine the show if Tasty was removed. Who would next it have season? been? It would have been. I mean, it's Cindy and Watson and Abdullah, I guess. Yeah. But that, I mean, maybe Pusey couldn't have been, have been the one that died if it wasn't Tasty. Yeah. If, if Tasty you, if you wasn't there, then you can't kill Pusey because it wouldn't have the same effect. It's that friendship. You know like, who it would have been? Who? It would have been Alex and Piper would have been the one doing it instead, and it would have sucked. That's terrible. It's. I don't think it could have been anyone else though. Mm, Black Lives Matter. Alex dies. Hard hitting stuff. <laughs> mm. um, but just like I don't, I don't know anyone who had a connection that strong or genuine with other. I mean, character. there's always um, <clears throat> Flak. Excuse me, Flakker and Maritza. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. But that's a comedy relationship, so that's you it. can't um, bring that amount of drama to it. Yeah, I didn't have the heart. No, um, Tasty stuff is so good this season, and the constant ups and downs she's going through as well, like the. The negotiations take their toll, trying to keep focus on it, her getting justice for Poussey, mm. um, but also trying to do the negotiations. Just it, it, There is so much going on. It's all of it's I mean, believable. Every stage of that roller so coaster. so wonderfully layered. And they're, they're like, I, with Tasty, I really go on a journey with her. Exactly. When she's, you know, going around collecting all of the snacks that they've been given. I was like, oh, that's so dumb. Like, just keep them or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Maria even says, she's like, you know, being that committed is, that's when things get dumb or whatever, or dangerous. dangerous. Um, and like, and I was like, and I was thinking, I'm like, oh, it's so stupid. Just keep the food. Um, we can still have like a righteous moment. Anyway, she goes out and they start burning it. And it's just like. The, the beautiful like speeches she has given throughout this season. Like we have the moment with Judy King, and she, oh, yep. that moment is just incredible. I was crying like a baby. That was and excellent. It was so good. And yeah, when she's burning the the snacks or whatever, I just I'm so there with Tasty, and I want her to win. But I also can see like her huge blind spot that yeah, she has, yeah. and she is flawed. And you're like, oh, Tasty, don't do that. And the result yeah. is like totally like they had it. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, you know, you're 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 expecting a lot from the actual uh, MCC and the governor and so mm. forth to follow through on all on those promises. Like or whatever, they had won. They had won. They had absolutely won, except for within the bounds the of like what could legally that, be done. Yep. they had won, with the exception of obviously the yeah, the, all those things are right. And then the thing that that Tasty wanted the most though wasn't there, but she threw everything away for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. There's a huge debate about whether that was right or wrong. I I, I think I, I think that was wrong. I think it was wrong too. But 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 it's like from it's, the human perspective, it is understandable. I empathise yes. with her. I yes. get why she did it. Totally. But I was also like, 
that you are making the wrong decision. The the problem is this is this is maybe where I start to falter as a robot of a person. <laughs> I go, but if they follow through the demands and there's no season two and there's no two more seasons, yeah, like what else is there to do? Well, what I like about mm-hmm. where things end up is that there seems to be enough momentum around Litchfield, mm-hmm. right? That even though the demands won't be met, a la the the negotiations with Tasty. There's two. You would expect that this will have a follow-on effect. You know how uh, Piper has a, that speech. I don't know why Piper got it, but Piper had that speech about like that Midwestern grandmas who start talking to their. Mm, this is how change happens. This is how change actually happens. I agree. Like that was one of my predictions for like the next season. Is I think uh, the way the riot is ending, and we still don't know what's going to happen to the ladies in the room. Yep. I think it will have a knock-on effect, and so some of the changes the ladies did want will come true, just not through the negotiations. That's what I yeah. think was likely to be the case I think it's as more well. of like a social change reason as opposed to, a, yeah, the hostage situation. Being Definitely. Mm. Which we'll get to a little bit later when we talk about the finale as well. But yes, mm-hmm. I think that's quite true. But yeah, that whole bit, everything with Tasty was great at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her bits with Suzanne at the end as well. Let's talk about Suzanne while we're here. Okay. Suzanne or Cindy and Watson and Abdullah? Where should we go? There are, there, like, this is the thing about this season as well. Lots of separate storylines that, that, that will interact and cross over and stuff. It's actually kind of hard to talk about more than ever, I feel. There is really messy. so much going on. And to the point that I think this season is sometimes incoherent. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tonally incoherent. Oh. Yeah. Tonally. I've got some things to say about all that. All yeah. over the place. Absolutely. Um, so, but... Back on to Suzanne. Let's go to Suzanne again. Okay. What's there was one thing actually that isn't like a big meaty part of Suzanne's story, which is interesting this season. But when Cindy, like Suzanne, is really unwell yeah. and she's kind of losing it a bit, and Cindy goes to grab some medicine and grabs lithium and puts her to sleep, mm-hmm. and Allison and Watson are looking on and they're kind of like, "Oh, you, like you shouldn't be doing that." Like that's the look on their face, but. Cindy's like, well, what else am I meant to be doing? I totally agreed with Cindy. Like, what is she meant to do in that situation? I, I think I kept thinking if I'm using my brain a little bit. But I, don't, you- I didn't really understand the gravity of lithium, though. I just thought it was no, like Xanax or something. C- Cindy... I, Cindy is not a chemist, and I understand it. I like you can. I think it's easy to argue that Cindy might have just gone. I understand that lithium relaxes people and went for that, mm. right? And did she needed something, so she went yeah. for it. I don't know. I've seen. Um, Morello, mm-hmm. the, fuck, yep. still sucking with some names. <laughs> um, she was looking like through the charts and stuff like that. Her whole thing about not like taking Suzanne off the medication was based off looking at charts and figuring those sorts of things mm. out. Cindy needed to take an extra two minutes to figure that stuff out too, and then make better decisions on that. I understand though that make, doesn't make for a good show to just yeah. go and get the right medicine, <laughs> but that's what she needed to do. But yeah. that being said. I, I, again, similar to Tasty stuff, a human decision, yeah. understandable mistake. Yeah, I, I think I really understood Cindy's decision. I'm mm. like, Suzanne is going to hurt herself or someone else. Definitely. Like, we have seen her, like, flip of a switch, she can become really violent. Um, and she needs to be subdued somehow. It was actually an argument I don't remember being made properly. Mm. She said she she was worried about others. And I was like, no, you got to, like, she'll hurt herself. Yeah, like, she will. That's like, the, the way she's punching that ceiling and stuff. I'm yeah. like, oh, God, like, she's really going to. She was a danger to herself, yeah. Suzanne, in that situation. Yeah. That was the argument that needed to be made, mm. really. I don't remember, it, maybe I missed it, but I don't remember it being articulated quite like that. It was mainly no, about it was. other, like, it being a hassle or it hurting other people more mm. than it. She was like, 
it was almost like played off like as a comedy thing when she's like wheeling Humphreys down towards the negotiation mm. room. Like, oh, quick, turn her around. It's like yeah, a bit of a hijinks there. I was like, she's actually like really unwell and yeah. going to, yeah, she's a danger to herself. And that, that, would, that side of it I think is more compelling to me than like the hijinks of someone who is mentally unwell. It's interesting how Suzanne can ride that line. That character. What's, what's it? Yeah, the actress Uzo Aduba. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, she's incredible the way that she plays Suzanne and she can balance that. She's I don't think incredible. many actresses could, but uh-uh. she does it wonderfully. When she's having her little um, moment in the mirror, like she's been painted in Holy white crap. face. Don't even get me started on what the fuck was that. Anyway, she's painted like they've painted her with a white face and she's like washing it off and she's talking about... Um, how beautiful her skin is and all like to pull that off. That was amazing. Really hard to do. But she, I was like, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. It mm. was so intense It was, it was and one shot too was, yeah. or it might've been a couple of shots that were going between, but it was a really, really intense mm-hmm. close up. Yeah. Really. And she was looking like, at us. For, at the for lack of a better word, it shouldn't matter anyway, but I'm going to say very unflattering shot as well. Mm. Like I just remember it being like, it just felt so... It felt real raw. and yeah. raw yeah. that the way it was done that shot and it was like that performance just mm. shone because of it. Yeah, and that happens constantly though, and the, and she can switch from that to being hijinksy or goofy or mm-hmm. you could definitely look at it and if you were compelled to or if it performed slightly differently, just mm-hmm. be played for laughs. But so often it's being played with sadness mm. and with melancholy. Yeah, and it is ridiculously good. There was one bit that I was, I think, missed the mark, mm-hmm. which was in, I believe, the final episode when they finally have, Suzanne has woken up and they've given her the EpiPen. Yep. And the way they are all looking at her and the way she's acting, the whole thing makes her seem like a pet. And yes, that bothered me. I agree. Me. I was like, Everyone's just I like, don't like, like, pat her, like, pat her on the head and like, yeah. oh, aren't you cute and funny? Oh, it's back like, to normal zany Suzanne now. Yeah. So yeah. That's not, Suzanne is not season one crazy eyes. She's Suzanne and like they love her and care about her and she like almost died. Like that's quite mm. scary. And and that could even be like as much as she's childlike, she isn't a child and that could have been scary for her as well. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was resolved a little too easily. They yeah. had that moment of it like It felt like the end of like a reacting. sitcom where everyone's like, oh, what a great lesson. It We've just got returned to normal. Yeah. yeah, at the end of it. No, I agree. That mm. moment didn't hit uh, the way it probably should have. Yeah. It was a little too like easy resolution. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm. Um, but a lot of what she was doing this season, I'm trying to think what she was doing at the start of the season. Oh, she was doing the whole thing trying to do the the seance the for Poussey and then... The sacred space. And then, oh, the bit... And then the, the thing that started this, a lot of this was when she... They were, oh, that's right. Cindy, dressed as a guard, was trying to like give her some structure mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Got the other guards who were now hostages mm-hmm. to be prisoners. I enjoyed what they were doing with the prisoners more than what they were doing with Suzanne there. Though Suzanne's additions made that more entertaining, mm-hmm. obviously. And then he eventually led to her being tied to the bunk. That's right. Mm, yeah. And then yeah. it went downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, I quite liked when Suzanne was a prisoner alongside the hostages. Yeah, I was like that. that was good and it helped me get to know the hostages a little bit mm-hmm. more and I enjoyed that dynamic and I thought it was kind of it was a naturally funny 
situation, which I think this show has really almost entirely abandoned this season, is natural humour, which is really unfortunate. Natural humour. That's a really good way of – interesting way of putting it. Mm. So, what would you say they've replaced it with? Uh, caricatures and over-the-top bad comedy writing. Example. I, I, I think there is some horrifically twee, bad – Wish you were Joss Whedon writing in there. There's just it's all the stuff with like the Nazis and it's those yeah. those two uh, Latina guards, Ouija and the other one whose name I cannot <laughs> remember. Yeah, I I never bothered to know any of their names because yeah. I don't find them interesting. I do not find them funny. Yeah, I think they are comedically lame and boring. Whereas I think a lot of the humour in season one, the comedy came from the character in a situation. Definitely. Not the caricature saying something ridiculous it, uh, or doing something ridiculous for ridiculousness sake. It's interesting because when we're first introduced to them, especially season one and Piper is out in mm-hmm. and she, and we're getting used to everyone and you look at Suzanne and Suzanne or crazy eyes mm. as we still sort of knew her then because we didn't care about Suzanne no. the way we do now. Um, there were, I think there were a lot of caricatures and over the top sort of people. But in that season... We learn so much. And then we yeah. look at what we were laughing at before and mm-hmm. have a different perspective on that. These caricatures are giving us nothing. Do you, uh, Is it possible, although I think they failed to get there mm. this season, that the, the aim was to do similar things, was to no, start them broad and get there I eventually? I think so. Okay. Maybe, I think they've even regressed on a couple of characters who maybe they had built mm. to be more human who have suddenly gone Backwards yeah. massively. If the purpose of this show is to show that everyone is flawed and everyone is a person and everyone yeah. is human, they absolutely fail when it comes to those side characters. And this show is so bogged down with characters. Yeah. To add ones like that and have them take up space this season, which takes place over three days, the limited yeah. amount of time, we've got so many characters, and you're giving me these people mm. that are so basic, mm. like what a waste of time. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Other examples of that? Anybody else that has done that too? It was, for the most part, it was, uh, yeah. The, Those five. The three white supremacists. Yeah, and, and the, the two Latina guards. And I, it really annoys me because I have really enjoyed Angie and Leanne in the past. That's the other one I was going to get yeah. to. I, I um, thought Those they, two this season. I like, what? They even and say I it really like Angie. Yeah. I really like and her. And they've, they've ruined her. They have, yeah. Angie is almost irredeemable at this stage. Possibly irredeemable. For a person that... Was it last season or two seasons ago where she was let out early and we and she was like... I think it was two seasons ago. I might be wrong. I think it was last... Was I it last season? No, it was right two seasons ago. You're right, two okay. seasons ago. Because What's-His-Name was still helping Caputo in that role. He went to get oh, him with... Mike Bebiglia. Yeah. yeah. Danny. Um, the... Where they had that bit where she was almost let out or was let out and then had to she be brought had back to the prison nowhere to go. And that was pretty heartbreaking and really humanised a character who had pretty She's much like, just been a punchline. She just line. wanted an orange soda and then she'll go back. Yeah. <laughs> There'd been, she was a punchline for a lot of it and they finally humanised it. She's never had her episode mm-hmm. either, her flashbacks. No. Um, so, we never got that chance. And this one, I mean, she admits to raping people in this season. When I've raped guys in the past, okay, cool, right, great. I don't know what to do with you anymore. Yeah. I really don't know what to think Remember about you. Remember that great moment when she is let out of the prison and all that stuff because Penzataki's driving the van at that point. Yeah. And just about she's 
about to leave the van to freedom and she turns to Ben Stark and she's like, like, I always liked you. And there was that great moment of friendship. Like they were friends and they really humanized Leanne, even though they'd have a, had a bit of beef in the mm. past. And it was, sorry, Angie, I'm talking about yeah. Angie. Um, and then you saw that Leanne was the negative force there, but Angie was kind of like this innocent, just kind of going along. Mm. But this season, good Lord, what? And they try to have, they try to talk about a little bit in the last episode where Angela and Leanne are in the, they're maybe we're the bad guys, fumes and asking to the bad guys, and they decide to do something good, so they burn everyone's records. Mm. I was like, that's that's cool, that's an interesting idea. I like the function of what you did there. I don't believe it anymore, and I don't know mm. who these people are. They're not anybody. They've got no reality to them anymore. No. I don't know what they are. Yeah, me either. They lost me with yeah. those two characters. And it sucks because Leanne has had a flashbacks episode and we started mm. to get to know her a little bit more. I mean, her mother was even there on the yeah. outside and we saw like a few um, characters that we've seen before. Like Suzanne's parents were there, obviously. Piper's mother was there. Um, I, so- I had to thank I thanked the show for reminding me that was Suzanne's. Oh, I knew I completely forgot. <laughs> that was season one. I yeah, think, because they looked so lovely and suburban. I was like, oh, they must be uh, Suzanne's parents. Right. Um, but yeah, so obviously Leanne's past is important. Um, and she has that nice moment when she sees her mom and she's like, oh, she's, I'm good now. Or, well, it's just oh, so it would she, matter if I died. Yeah. That she yeah. would, she cared enough to be there, mm. but everything that happened inside the prison this season with her was silly, ridiculous, mm. over the top, awful. Yeah. And it's just a shame because I really genuinely enjoyed them in past seasons. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. Now, should we transition from them since we start talking about Pensatucky into Pensatucky's storyline, quote unquote, this season? <laughs> so we had we talked about last season being a little bit troubled. For fuck's sake, just put it away. Put it away. Stop it. No one likes it. Why are they doing this? Why they, are they doing this? I was reading. I was reading some stuff on this after finishing the season. I tried to like get my thoughts together and read a few things mm. on like the AV club and stuff like that, a few of their recaps. They've been doing a really good job, actually. The guy, whoever was doing it, the, I, just, I don't know the author, that's terrible of me, but the person who was reading it, guy or woman, woman or, yeah, um, <laughs> they had been getting the screeners as they came out from Netflix. So mm. they'd been writing their notes and basically the moment they went up, just went and put up all of... That's so much work. Yeah, good crazy on amount of work. Yeah. Just put, but, but what happened, people were complaining in the comments, actually quite funny. It's like, we get it, Orange is the New Black is out because the front page must be full... <laughs> Of like 13 articles about Orange is the New Black one after the other. Probably 14 because it would have been a season one That's as well. That's so funny. I thought that was everyone just like, oh, oh, Orange is the New Black is back? Who would have thought? Oh, they've taken out our page ad. That's <laughs> good. Um, fantastic. Um, but they were talking about, about the Tucky stuff as well and mm. being as troubled as we were. And they were wondering if they must have, they must have somewhere they're going with this. They I mean, must, the fact right? that she ended up in his house and there is a gun in that house, I'm assuming something's going yeah, to happen. That's Chekhov's gun right there. Yeah, absolutely. So, something's going to happen. I just... Is this... Because no matter what happens, if like something bad happens to Penzataki or she does something bad, is this the story that Penzataki deserves? Is this where this should be going? Such a rich, interesting character and we put her in a room with this guy who's a fu- who I fucking hate... Yeah. It's, just, it's not interesting. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. I don't think we're meant to like it, though. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing about the way it's happening that we're meant to think it's good. 
I don't think. It's meant to be icky. But it doesn't Boo even feel interesting, sure does it? Does it feel interesting to you? It doesn't feel interesting to Certainly me. Certainly not ex- execute this season, no. Mm. Right? And I feel like in, a, in some ways, maybe they think they've got a good idea ready to go to this. It's certainly going to be a very weird idea. Like, let's think about where they've realistically put them. Pensatucky sees a hole in the fence that was cut by Maria to let the guards out. Mm. And she gets out too and goes to where the guards are living and ends up in Donut's house. And he comes home and they're like, they kiss and they go to watch TV on the couch. So, my theory is here on what they're trying to do is like, let's somehow we've managed to get Pensatucky in basically a normal-ish relationship with this guard. Mm. The power dynamics theoretically don't exist the way they were before because she's escaped. By the way, just side note, the SWAT team counted- The count, it's wrong. The count is off by one. Yeah. Because Chang escaped. Because Chang escaped? Yeah. We're pretty sure. Yeah, she's definitely gone. So and, they're off. And so, but Linda is in there. So that that's fine. But that would have been 12. But still one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's off. Wrong, yeah. Um, so, so she's in this situation with, uh, with Donut. So what they're going to explore, theoretically, it's like, okay, this never worked because of the power dynamic that they had where he was a guard and she was a prisoner. Mm-hmm. What if we take them out of that context is that different? I don't have faith that they can pull that off, <laughs> but I think I know what they're trying for. Mm. It means, though, what they had to do this season is basically put that storyline into a holding pattern to get it just to that point where they want it because they couldn't do it this season. They have mm. to do it next season instead when the records are burned and their number count is off and they have no idea that Pensatucky is basically gone. Mm-hmm. Or long enough that they she can sustain in that situation, and no one will go. Where the fuck's Pensatucky? Yeah. Um, I think that's what's happened. That's, it I, doesn't help this season though, no, because it makes it suck. This that's season. the worry is that you can have a story where this woman is in a relationship with a man who clearly has a very unhealthy relationship with power mm-hmm. and control. And so, what will most likely unfold is a domestic violence situation. Quite likely. And who knows how that will resolve itself. So, that could be an interesting story. Do I trust the writers anymore with Pensatucky? No, I don't. That's my problem. That's the issue I have. I can see the potential in it. Mm -hmm. I can see... uh, I can see what they're trying to set up. I can see potentially what they're trying to do. I can see that separating Boo from this equation. The show has established that Boo is not going to change. Uh, She's had Pensatucky's enough. She's like, I've, I've done all I can do. Pen- yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Penzatucky is going to have to, if anything, any resolution is going to come from this, any improvement, any changes in her way of approaching the situation, it's going to have to come internally. So this is theoretically going to give her that opportunity. But yes, my worry is that if they did put them, even if, for the reasons that I set up, put her that storyline in just into a holding pattern to get it to where it needed to be. Mm. I'm struggling. I do not have the faith yeah. at this stage because they I seem worry, to have mishandled it yeah. for two seasons now. I worry that in order for Pensataki to get through that situation, she will have to resort to violence and therefore there will be a heap of consequences for her in that way. Like she will be punished once again or like as women are in this show, punished for protecting herself. And I just, I've got a bit of fatigue with how much like Penzataki has to like Specifically that character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. So complicated feelings on that one. Mm. I can certainly understand your complete 
yeah. like disgusted <laughs> I think I'm, at it. I'm a little bit disgusting. fatigued with uh, the Pentatuckies storyline and it doesn't help that we just got little drops throughout this season of it. Does, like, does it frustrate you as well that she's been stuck in this storyline now for three, three seasons? Three seasons? Yeah. Absolutely it does. And there'll be a fourth by the look like... Unless she's out of the show and this is her happy ending. God, <laughs> kill me. Imagine that. Um, yeah, that. Re- I mean, obviously that really bothers me. Three seasons yeah. with, I mean, a lot happened in that first season when Donuts is introduced. Mm-hmm. That second season when the very strange dynamic of wanting a relationship with your rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this season we just see them flirting or helping each other or whatever it is. It just... Ugh. All all they established this season Taken is that so there long is a to get connection. to the point of this story. That's, what is the point? Well, what's it's the point been in, three years. What's the point? The thing is, I thought we'd reached the point, right? We'd mm. gotten to a point with it and yet it continues to go on. Mm. It's like... And the longer it goes on, the more I'm shrugging my shoulders going, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, someone, yeah, if you don't know how to... End of story. You just keep going, and then this happened, and then this happened. Yeah, I don't. And I then don't this think, happened. It's like oh, I don't think cool. that's it. I don't think it's that it they don't know like what that. to do. It. I, I think they could have like they get, did give Pentatucky a different storyline for a little bit a little in this bit, season. Yeah. They gave her this whole like trial thing where she. And I was donut- glad because I thought that was the end. I thought Donuts has left, and now Pentatucky has to deal with being a prisoner again and being by herself. Um, she's been abandoned by Boo, or she at least feels that way. This is her new story. I guess. Okay. I guess actually, but just then hit me. We end it with this her was in the all house. part of it, though. Part of what they've done is driven story-wise, driven her to him because she she's isolated, got isolated completely yeah, from everybody completely else, isolated. even from Boo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm, you better have somewhere good to go with this. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, if they pull it off, like. I happily admit that. I'm like, that was great. Worth it. Yeah. But I doubt it. I really do doubt it. So, speaking of that, one of the other things we talked about last season was the way they went to... Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guard who... Bailey. Bailey. Thank you. So, we talked about and had a big, very long discussion mm. about what they were doing with Bailey and whether they... Why they chose to give him a flashback episode and all these sorts of things. And I argued that this was not over, mm-hmm. that there was a lot more to come. And so while the Bailey stuff didn't feel earned yet, maybe it would come season five because mm. they'll have time to look on the ongoing effect of Poussey's death, not just to, you know, the, the prison and tasting those people, but to Bailey, who was her killer. Mm. He got some attention this season. Yeah. And... Uh, mm. <laughs> Do you think do you think that they were able to just well do you think they were able to do something interesting enough with him or no is okay. the answer but I also think that is a problem as much as I am excited by the format that this season has taken the structure mm-hmm. of the narrative being over 3 days mm-hmm. it is very hard I think to be able to then do something interesting with a character like Bailey about such a huge life-impacting topic. Because right now he's just shell-shocked and in that yeah. stage where he's just he's like, like... in every scene, he's exactly the same. Yeah, that's right. He's like clearly experienced some sort of trauma and mm-hmm. is like shut down in a way and is just like this weird blank puppy dog man wandering around, yep. bumping into things. 
that's not compelling. That's I'm not gaining anything new, any new insight from that. Sure. Um, but that's that's a fault of the way they've chosen to do this season. And I think that's probably also what's happening with Pensatucky and all that stuff. While it's exciting to watch these three days, there's a limitation of what you can do okay. story-wise. So yeah. is that – are you defending that maybe there is still more to that storyline and we will get there eventually? That his storyline is sort of they're showing as much as they can, but realistically there's more yet to come and that's okay? I mean, I think – well, that's – I have two opinions about it, I guess, mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. I love what this season has done with the three days. I love it. I really but do it's love got it. Its li- but it has consequences. Sure. It has, and yeah, limitations. I don't like limitations. I think they should have done something with Bailey. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's impossible to do it. They just didn't do it. And I understand why it was really hard to make that interesting. Would you, I'm asking, I guess I'm asking the same question again I asked last season then. Is it if they you know, outside of those limitations, theoretically things linearly are going to be a little bit more flexible or time-wise, temporarily, a little more flexible next season than they were this season. Mm. And they are able to do something with Bailey. Can we forgive this season for not being able to completely uh, make the most of what... I think so. Okay, I think so too. I think, I I personally think that what they did was was, fine. I was happy that a lot of the season, the... Consequences of Poussey's death were focused on Tasty and the totally. inmates. Like that's more interesting to me. Yeah. So then, if they like, they've we've spent like a whole season focusing on that, and then next season we get a bit of Bailey and where that's going. That's fine for me. I, I, that almost feels right. I guess in doing that. Yeah, I'm a big believer that Bailey is an important part. Like the person who killed Poussey is an important part of discussing what happened, mm. what went wrong that an inmate died, right? And, it, it well, there are lots of different parts here. And Bailey is one of them and, and needs to be needs to be in there to some degree. And it's not to say, like, it's interesting. So, probably the, the most interesting scene, I think, for me with Bailey was the one where he goes to visit Poussey's dad. Mm. Because it's not about forgiveness and they discuss completely that he is going, like... Mm. I guess that they are trying to establish that he's a victim, but he's not a victim of what he did. He's still responsible for that, but he may be, as lots of, lots of people are, a victim of the system that's completely fucked over these women and the people who work there theoretically as well. I, I think victim is... A, that's the that's my problem. That's probably the word I was trying to avoid yeah. there. Uh, because it's the problem. We can't make him a victim necessarily. But he's experiencing, um, he experienced a traumatic event that mm-hmm. were the consequences of a heavily flawed system. Right. Does that make him a victim? Mm, I'm not sure about that because he still had choices to make in it. Sure. He was an active participant in it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So for me, I, I that makes me want to remove victimhood from his experience. The okay, there are certainly consequences. To he's, I, he's definitely suffering, and I don't want to negate okay. that. He's certainly suffering from what he's experienced. Yeah, I don't think he, I think we can say he's innocent, right? I don't mm. want to say that for a second, but I also don't. I think it's important. But he's not a V, you know what I mean? Like he's 
He's a person. He's absolutely a person. And he clearly has a huge amount of guilt, as he should, and regret about what has happened. But he's, as we see in that scene with Pusey's dad, it it's about him, though. He needs to be forgiven. He needs that so he can just get through his days. And, you know, Pusey's father, I think, articulates it quite well. It's like, well, it's not about that. It's not about me forgiving you. Yeah. Like, this is the consequence of what you've done and you have to live with that. Yeah. And that's what that's will probably make it better is that you carry that with you as you yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked that. I liked that that he isn't forgiven, that they talk about forgiveness and what it would really what he's asking for mm-hmm. there. And that he should carry that for the rest of his life with him because mm-hmm. that's the way it should be. Yeah. Poussey is dead. She can't carry anything for the rest of her life. Exactly so, right. Yeah. Um, so, as much as I don't think it's completely done yet, I'm I at least like that scene enough to go. Okay, I I hope this there's more to this still. I like the idea of the scene more than the execution of that scene. Oh right, okay. I like the writing. I I felt the performance, particularly from Pusey's dad, wasn't super great. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I like the writing of that scene, and I like the essence of it. I think it was good and an important conversation to have. Yeah. I found it frustrating that he tried to commit suicide, and then they're like, "Oh, it's not poisonous." And it's like, I'm I don't know who his parents are. I they seem like puppet people to me they're not human beings either so many people are just trying to like oh you killed someone whatever yeah Get isn't isn't what the this hell? situation funny he tried to kill himself with non-toxic dye ha ha ah good joke that was awful it's terrible yeah all right so from bailey mm-hmm. the other person that is explicitly involved in Pusey's death mm-hmm. is piscatella yes the uh, big bad yep who really ends up being the boogeyman big bad of this season. Mm. Um, and is mainly... Like, oh, literally the boogeyman. Literally. They mention the boogeyman, yeah. And then even do a horror genre, like... Homage. Tro- homage <laughs> thing for an episode in The Tightening, I think is the name of the yeah, season. That, that is it. The look on your face when talking about that is quite pain. It, it's... It was... Um, Okay, it, I, I'm conflicted on. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay, I just want. I, I do obviously. Let's talk about with Piscatella and like mm-hmm. Red and all that sort of stuff. The a couple of times this season, they went for some. They try to be a bit more experimental, and like yep. if you're ever going to do it, this is probably the season to do it. It's mm-hmm. the most. It's a season where anything goes basically. Yeah. You know, it's a riot. Whatever. Which is why I was so excited by the concept because I remember you brought up. In the last episode, we we're talking about season four, that the next season was probably going to take place over three days. Yeah. So I was excited by that. And when I think I know where you're going to go with this, when they have episodes that like we see a bit of law and order, like they have the theme, you're like, oh, it's going to be like something experimental to do with like that genre of TV. Yeah. Or we see the, uh, the talent show, it's going to be like a play on that. Or we see this horror movie homage. Um, like, and I. Love the idea. The execution of these things, though, is generally not great. So I, I would argue that like the Litchfield got ta- Litchfield's got talent and the Law and Order stuff. Mm. Um, did, did they or did they work for me? There were bits I liked and bits I didn't like about those sorts of things. I didn't always know what they were going for. Or what, I didn't necessarily think those things necessarily paid off beyond the moments themselves. Which I think is what was disappointing for me because yeah. I wanted them to be like, you know, as we've seen Community, Dan Harmon's like love of a whole different 
different genres of TV and film and we see him play with that. I was excited about that idea of like being, seeing creatives play around with their medium. And unfortunately, a lot of the times it was beyond that one moment. It didn't happen. And I was disappointed. Not to say that that's what they were trying to do, but that's what I wanted, I guess. Well, that's interesting because I was going to say as much as those two beyond like the, the Litchfield can uh, got talent thing, for instance, right? Like that's a, it's a fun moment for what it is, I guess, like getting the guards to do that. It's kind of disturbing as well. That, that That's just something that the mm. prisoners want them to do. And the whole striptease thing is interesting as well. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, the guards in general, the whole guards thing is very... Um, yeah, anyway. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that. The But those moments didn't bother me or, or didn't even stand out to me that much because we've had them do the pageant sort of thing at the end of season one. And we've had these moments where they do like the... Um, they'll cross cut between a bunch of different people being interviewed for the... Mm. Or pretending to be Jewish as they were in last season or season three, whatever it was. Mm. Um, all those sorts of things didn't worry me so much. And they still felt like they were in the normal show. Then the frightening happens. And the frightening is different because, although tightening, but they're going for the frightening. They're, the the actual show itself changes It was like itself. a Halloween episode. It was. Community consistently did the thing, like, where we do these different genre Now we're doing beats. this. Now it we're was, doing this. It was extremely meta, but it also knew it was meta. It outright, it was so meta, it said it was meta, right? <laughs> like, that's community. That was part of the show and what made it the show. In yeah. season five of Orange is the New Black, for the first time ever, we have what they're really trying to do is tap into the tropes of horror. Yeah. Like, in the way it's filmed, in the, the pay, everything about it, the way that that Piscatella is like just a black silhouette at the end of a hallway, you cut back and he's gone. Or mm. everything about it was just saying off horror tropes. I mean, the shower scene, yeah. The shower scene is a perfect one with Alex and Piper. Mm-hmm. And the question was, why? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did we just, why did we, do we need that? I don't know if we needed that. I, I guess it's fun. I just. Yeah, I, I didn't mind, like the sense of fun was okay with me. I just think odd choice to do it then, but I just think it was badly done. I don't think yeah. it was successful. I think you can do that, um, and you don't need an answer to the question why if it's done really well. Because like, well, the answer is because it's cool. What they've done is really interesting and cool. Sweet. This was not interesting or cool. It didn't. It didn't do it for me. It wasn't successful. It wasn't as tight as it needed to be. And I think it. I think the tone of it was a little bit confusing. That that's that might be it, right? Mm. It was done in a way as to draw attention to itself and to, if you ask me to be funny. Like the fact that Cindy is never the one that gets taken, right? Because yeah. he was only after the white women and stuff. And it's like yeah. Cindy's sort of just like, what the hell? <laughs> was funny and so it, but then the consequences were hugely dire. Like yeah. Piscatella having these women in that closet were And then he's like scalping right. Oh, it's so like, what? fucking crazy dark, right? Yeah. Crazy yeah. dark. So that problem with that is that it, horror is inherently funny, I think, especially when you do a horror homage. If you do like those slasher, like old school sla- slasher Old films, school slasher. It yeah. was totally Friday the 13th. But you can't turn it into Saw at the end. No. Because that's weird. Yeah, totally, yeah. right? So that didn't work for me. And the other one, the one that really stands out in my head as being one of the weirdest tonal moments the entire season is when Gloria is taking the guards out to the poo one by one. And it's like it's... <laughs> It feels like it should have been. Yeah. My notes are just like in all caps. Gloria's montage. Ha 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 ha. Like it was just so weird. It was like. It was so weird. It reminded me of like. 
it should have been one of those scenes in like a, a teen comedy or something like that yeah, where like they're the trying on club. different like was, outfits or something like yeah, that. Like, it was very strange. What the, the music choice? What was it? What <laughs> it was, was going so on It was so weirdly there? boppy and like... And just like the sort of like, it was like, oh my God, this is such hard work. And then doing the pan across the porta potties <laughs> with them all in it. And I was just like, I don't know what this is going for. I expected the here. montage to end with a f- high five. Yes, like it, it should was have. very Yeah, weird. frozen high yeah. five in the air. <laughs> just glory to herself. Um, it was so it was odd. Really but something weird. that was, be- the, the problem with that was Gloria, I love Gloria. Let's, actually, love let's just talk Gloria. about Gloria for a second. We'll come back Gloria. to Piscatella and stuff in a second. Yeah. I love Gloria yeah. every stage of this. I loved it when we found out that she was the one that took the gun. Mm-hmm. I love the, her ongoing stuff. Like, she is just so compelling at all times. Yeah. The stuff with her son, as much as I'm seeing, they're going, no, don't do it, don't do it. I also completely believe that but she would want to do it. But I was also kind of like, do it, do it, do it, because yeah. I want you to win and I want you to be with your son and, like, to keep your promise. So, I was like, yeah, I was like, don't do it because, like, it's fucked, yep. but do it because, like, you're like the best mother in the world and this should this should be your mission for the season. So totally. dr- so dramatically the show is achieving all of that. Mm-hmm. Then you put in <laughs> fucking a bit of John Hughes in there with her for some reason <laughs> and you're like what the fuck? Why? What were you <laughs> thinking? I have no idea. It's That's- so weird. Was I- it something that happened in the edit? Like it's did someone go I, we've got these weird shots. I kind of cut it this way. Eh. There were a few moments where I was like the music choice is really, for me, weird. Um, bizarre. Bizarre. And I was like, do they have a different music supervisor this season? Yeah. Because it was not right. The no. The m- music choices were not right. I 100% yeah. agree. It's very strange. <laughs> Just some... W- and the, this, the, the, but the, main, the main problem was isolate that moment. Like, I, I actually, if you put that moment out of context in of itself, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. even fun or yeah. entertaining. But dramatically, absolutely gets in the way of what I think the rest of the episode slash show is trying to do. Just did not belong there. Mm-hmm. And I was just, and that happened in big and small ways all season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whiplash, it's- emotional whiplash. I don't know what you want me to feel anymore. Is it laughter or is it crying? Is yeah. it tenseness? Is it terror? Is it whimsy? Is it romance? I don't know anymore. That's why I think if you want a dramedy like this in which when things are bad, they are so, so awful. And because you have made us care about so many of these characters that to infuse humour, I think you need to be smarter with it. I think the humour needs to come from the people we love and like a natural conversation. Like Piper like always says something dumb and or like Nikki is always something Saying something like, got to Nikki like and, yeah, um, okay. snarky and great and fast and it's funny and it's great and her dynamic with Morello is natural and wonderful mm-hmm. and f- naturally humorous. That works for a dramedy. That kind of humor works. Like and like I brought up earlier, those like Nazis and stuff. That humor in this show, the hijinks humor sometimes doesn't work. It feels cartoonish, and I don't think you can successfully have both. These like really truthful, emotional, hard-hitting moments with people we love and then a cartoon on the side. It, it, the shifts between that are really hard to navigate as a viewer. Because I know you had that problem with season three. You felt like the 
it was so dark at times that you mm. couldn't get on board with the humor. I didn't feel that way so much, mm. but I think season three at least did a better job of separating those things, mm-hmm. like focusing on on just enough characters an episode, putting a few aside so it didn't matter. But this, even inside their own storylines, it's changing its did tone. Did season three have the Nazis? No, they hadn't yeah. arrived. Did they arrived I feel like we've four. got more of those types the, of scenes the, because we've got more of those characters and that's a problem for me. Those five characters specifically, Ouija and the other Hispanic guard, who mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember, and then the three skinheads yeah. uh, or Nazis uh, were introduced last season. Yeah. Um, they Yeah. Have, those all came last season. I really hope they're not around next season. Yeah, I really don't care enough about them. No. I think they, they, get, they get tried in to the give way. us one. They tried to give us a couple of moments there. The head of the 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 blonde, long blonde head Nazi lady that we know about her daughter and her partner, and one not maybe it was Ouija. I can't remember Ouija. I think it was her son or daughter or something saw a thing of her being a. Oh, yeah, she was, like, harassing the hostages, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We sort of had that moment, but um, but I don't know. What was that, What was that, Was that a two-second scene? Yeah, it wasn't enough. Whatever. Just because you were talking about those tonal shift things, right, Mm. and how specifically inside storylines or even in episodes where there's too much, it's just too jam-packed with of low lows, dramatic moments, high highs, hilarity moments, and Mm. it's just whiplash. I had this awful idea. Awful idea. Great. Right? <laughs> what if, because it's over three three days, mm. what if this season was kind of like what they did with um, Arrest Development Season 4? Right? Mm. What if they were able to actually separate... Separate? Oh, like a re-edit? So, no, I'm not necessarily a re-edit, but it was more like, imagine if we could have had certain episodes that... That one or an episode that was focused on one or two storylines at a time that took place over the three days. Then you go back to the start of those three days and you'd focus on two other characters. So there's all these different characters with different sort of storylines going on ahead. They would you would see them cross over in clever ways. Like in one episode that was about I love it. something else, you would see a little bit of what was going on in say like Nikki and mm-hmm. Morello's storyline. And then they all end up in that room together at the end. I love it, Brod. Love it. I, yes. I, I, I thought about it. I was like, it just would have been a good way to have like, okay, we need to have this episode, which needs to be this sort of tone. We can focus on these characters and do that properly, have it told and done. And then we can have this episode, which, yeah, we want to be funny with Leanne and um, and that one. What's Angie. It? Angie, thank you. Uh, or And make those funny episodes the funny ones and just keep them out of the way of the dramatic stuff we want to do. Mm-hmm. And because of the three-day structure, it could have been really cool. I thought. That's a great idea. Yeah, also really hard to pull off. And as as much as I said it, I was like, but Arrest Development, even Arrest Development fucked that up though. Like mm. they, they tried to do it over a much longer period of time and they would, I think with those constraints, maybe it could have solved some of those problems. Yeah. And yeah, Arrested Development tried to do it and it wasn't totally successful. But I think, I think you could do it successfully with this show. I really do. With, Inside or the one amount location. Of story, interesting story to tell. The great characters that we already know and love. I mean, Arrested Development is a very unique comedy. And to do something 
that complex success. I think I feel like that that's a bit harder. Arrest Development was also forced into that situation because they had didn't have access to the actors at the same time. Yes. Whereas this, you would have access to your actors mm-hmm. the same way as you normally would. The planning would be different. The planning would be very different yes. and you would have a little bit more to work with, a little more flexibility. You would be able to maybe wrangle that a bit easier than Arrest mm-hmm. Development had to try and do it. Um so yeah, I don't know. I just I, I kept seeing the same problem yeah. you did and going, I want I feel like there could have been a solution to this, especially with that three day time frame. Mm-hmm. To just yeah, be able to go, so tight. go through what an it, opportunity go back, to go do through that. it, yeah. go back, go through it, go back. It would reward you know, viewing mm. closely, it would reward binge watching too, in a lot of ways. Yes. Um anyway, that was just something that came to that my mind. That makes me really sad that it didn't happen. Oh. It would have been it would have it would have felt very different, but maybe I don't know. Anyway. But that's what has reinvigorated me for this season was the fact that it has done something a little bit different. So, if it went the whole hog and did what you're saying, that just would have even been better, I think. It would have been so exciting. It was one episode that was like a slasher film that involved a few of our characters, but maybe wasn't the Piscatella because it dramatically... Un- completely undid it undercuts that. yeah but you could have an episode like a, you want to do something fun like that have it based around you know a couple of different yeah. characters in particular and, it, and really dedicate an opportunity yourself to it for your writers to be like obviously like if you're like an amazing comedy writer then you will have the opportunity just to write a purely comedic episode fantastic mm. or you can write yeah like a, a slasher one or whatever you want to do you can as long as it obviously supported by the overall arc of the season because of the slasher stuff the thing that i appreciated was they kept saying how creepy the prison was when you're walking around it at night i was like yeah it is <laughs> it's a great setting for a for a slasher yeah. for a slasher film anyway just an idea i had i like it i like it mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Where should we move on to from here? Should we get to Piscatella and Red Yeah, finally? we kind of yeah went over that. Yep. There's a lot going on here, I guess. Let's try and talk about Red specifically. Mm. So, Red starts this season. The riot starts. Yep. She's trying to find out about Piscatella and basically get some dirt on him, I think, and starts rummaging through the files and starts her and... Uh, what's the name? Blanca. Blanca, thank you. I always get Blanca and Flucker mixed up. Blanca... Um, they start sort of working together on that. They end up taking speed. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I, re- I really didn't like that. I hated that. Why I was, it was that? stupid. That was dumb, right? It was really stupid. What was going... Why? What was the, what was the thought process? Comedy. Behind? No. That no. sounds like someone's funny idea who isn't a funny person who doesn't know how to write comedy. That's yeah. what that sounds like to me. 
Yeah. Anyway, so that was going on. That just happened to be part of it. Mm-hmm. It got them to a point where they were basically trying to bait Piscatella into the prison. For um, a Home Alone type situation. Yeah, they're going for a Home Alone type Kevin McCallister. McCall- Kevin McCallister, yeah. McCallister, um, yeah. Type of thing. He can comes in after he realizes that he was being baited and captures a bunch of them in a Friday the 13th sort of homage and puts them in a closet and then starts to be the most awful person ever. Mm-hmm. We get a flashback of his We though, do get a flashback of his. Where we see him as a guard at Max mm-hmm. in a men's prison. We've known for a while that he's gay and he is having a relationship with another prisoner. Mm-hmm. He That other prisoner gets beaten up. And raped. Yeah. And raped. And then he we find out because we'd known that he had murdered someone or killed someone by mm. burning them. Um, that he, why, how he did that as revenge for this, for his lover, he put them in a shower and put them under streaming hot water until they died, basically. Yeah, fuck pretty fucked. So, mm-hmm. he's not a person, right? Piscatella, if we were talking about at least Bailey as a human being, Piscatella is another V. Mm-hmm. He's not a human being. He's not anything. Well, that's the thing. Like, in the flashbacks when he is with his... Boyfriend. I'm going to say boyfriend because I hate the word lover. It makes me feel sick. Oh, sorry. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's just like, ugh, gross. I didn't want to say boyfriend uh, because it was, you know, it was one of those situations again where this is like power a power dynamic yeah, is off. Yeah. Like uh, someone he's in some sort of relationship with. Um, in those moments, he was like so sweet and lovely. But, and as much as we see then this guy get beaten up and raped. The connection between that lovely human that really cared about his boyfriend or whoever he was in a relationship with to the monster we see in the present day. I'm sorry, I don't. That flashback did not the flashback sell it for me did at not ach- all. If it was trying to achieve something, it didn't get there. No. What we saw was like we saw like the historical recreation of the events that took place, mm-hmm. but not. It didn't establish nothing internal. what made him yeah. the monster that he is. Yeah, there was nothing internal going on there. Yeah. It yeah. was all external forces, but we don't understand him as a man. No, no. And I'm not sure that... I mean, if the show was trying for it, it failed miserably because it did not get there. Yeah. He is just a monster. And everyone says it, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make him any interest. Isn't it make him interesting. They try, I think, to show that he's a little bit like... Uh, his place is still lower down the rung than we thought with the way he interacts with the SWAT team and stuff mm. like that. And that is meant to motivate him to go on his own and try and... Like he has something that's to the, prove, That's the dumbest thing, right? It's just mm. the idea that he really thinks, even if he does, he thinks prisoners are awful and particularly women prisoners are like beyond his comprehension and respect, that he would ta- like steal a SWAT <laughs> outfit and mm. then break into the prison by himself and... Th- to do what? I just... To I, just kill Red. His that- motives just aren't clear enough. He is V. He's mustache, mm-hmm. mustache twirling. Even V had at least understood what she was gaining. Yeah. Right? By being the head honcho in the prison. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a position of power that that makes yeah. sense for someone in there. To go in and to terrorize prisoners during the riot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that when he was captain of the guard last season... His whole thing was, it was almost like, sounds weird, but like violent indifference was his thing. It was like, he doesn't, he cares about his men. He doesn't regard prisoners as humans. He Mm -hmm. doesn't have much regard for them at all. 
Did I see anything particularly vengeful in his behaviour? I'm not sure that I did. Certainly not to the extent that he would be lured into the prison by Red to torture her. Yeah, it didn't really make sense for me, for him to do that. He was aware at that stage that Humphrey was had been shot and probably dead. The was, o- was he? I think so. I think because we knew on the outside that a guard had been shot at least. And I think because that was one of the things, right, Mm. when he got the message from Morello, I think it was, saying that he was fine, he knew that that wasn't true. And so he was very suspicious of that case. But still. But then he goes to say to Red when he's like tied her up or whatever, um, she's like, oh, so you're going to like go and be the big hero and rescue the guards, he's like, no, because my men can look after them. I've trained them to look after themselves. He's not going in there because he's worried about his men or anything like that at all. Yeah. He's going because he's so angry at Red for that's dot, the dot, bit, dot. That's the bit I struggled to figure out. Mm. Red, I maybe I'm they forgetting something see, from season four. They don't seem adversarial to me at all. Because like Red, he ended up... She got pushed or whatever, and that started the riot last season. He right? found her to be manipulative, which is fair. Yeah, true. Um, and then she was pushed by I don't. He, he didn't push her, but she was pushed, yeah. and then they stood on the tables, and he ordered the men to take them off the tables. Yep. Not really a big moment there between Red and Piscatella to yeah. justify this venge. This revenge thing. Like, it's even hard for me to really understand Red's motives completely. And yeah, that's no, where I, I think I, I the agree. speed thing comes into it as being like, is that... Is She's that, not in, yeah, in the right Is that space. part of what's going on here? Is like That's got to be the excuse, I think. For her to try and do this Home Alone bullshit, it just didn't ring true. Mm. It just... It, you had to force this to happen so yeah. much. I think you have to gloss over a lot and be like, oh, this is just happening. This is just happening to yeah, fully accept the story and it doesn't work. When there's so much other stuff that's really working well, you go back to the tasty stuff. Yeah. Always working. Yeah, that's far more compelling than whatever is whatever Red and Blanca are doing while they're hopped up on speed. So that storyline, so we can just write that off as just not having worked, right? Yeah. Even what about the resolution? What about the like... He ends up coming in and like terrorizing Red. He's a monster. It's awful to watch. Like mm. that's not a good scene no, at all. It's really hard to watch. Really hard to watch. Then we find out that there was a recording made of him doing that, which is yay, victory, because they're up to upload that and mm. get that out. And I wish we had seen um her recording it. Because that I, little bit at the end felt Slightly tacked on, no, like oh, I happened to film it. It didn't worry me so much because we saw her that she was there. Yeah. Like there was enough, there was enough to see a she was there and b like I think yeah, he no, follows I, her down, which is how he gets caught as yeah. well. Um, so we knew I knew she was there. I just wish I'd seen like her with a phone. I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because for me, I was like, I mean, oh, we did I didn't know they had the phones. They had phones down there. Yeah, so I know. It just felt like she was oh, the one that got the signal will, working stuff. Yeah, will them. this help? And she had like yeah. the answers in her hand. It's like, oh, okay, that's a bit. That was a little bit Deus Ex Machina for you. Yeah, a little bit. Sure. Um, but okay, so the resolution of that, it was then like he gets captured. Yeah. Then Red wants to torture and kill him. Essentially, mm. then they talk Red down. Well, they tie her up. Yeah, tie her up. That's right. Then they do sort of talk her down. Mm-hmm. They decide that they've got enough on him anyway. Yeah. Then they go to let him go and they have a bit of a standoff and he ends up leaving. Um, 
Do they have a standoff? He just leaves. Just She's he, you know, he stands up. He's like it, it, she talks to him and says, you know, you're going to get out of here, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she explains why she's sort of better than him and she's human because she tried to show him decency and stuff like that and she's not going to fall, be the monster that he was. Mm-hmm. And then he stands up and it looks like he's going to be aggressive for a second, even though, um, what's her name? The older lady? Sorry? Frida. Frida, thank you. Frida had a gun to him so he wasn't going to get away with it anyway. I think that's leaves. why I didn't see him as when he stood up as though Has he was being aggressive because I, I knew like that Frida had the gun. And, yeah, sure. Um, and after the moment... With ta- that he had with Tasty, I felt like he was just gonna leave. I I never thought that he. I felt like his oh, aggression. Oh, the moment Tasty. That yeah. was the bit I was forgetting. I feel yeah. like his aggression had subsided and he was just gonna leave. Yeah, that bit was. I mean, that was anything with Tasty was working though. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. That bit was incredible. That's that, that's the bit I'm forgetting. So yeah. the tasty bit, mm. she's got the gun. She's going to shoot him. Then she just breaks down. She misses her, I so, miss much. her so much. Fuck, that works. Oh. That works. I never thought I'd have to hear that wail again. I did. And heartbreaking, but I loved it. I was yeah. like, oh, yep, yep, there it is. That's what we need. Just oh, that raw emotion. I don't know how um, that Danielle Brooks yeah. can tap into that because that that's just primal shit right there. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but that moment is great for Tasty. Mm. It doesn't... I do, don't think it earns all the bullshit that we had to do to get Piscatella in a situation. She could do that. No. He leaves, gets shot on the way out, presumably dead. They say he's dead. Yeah. They do say he's dead. Um, before we get to that moment, which mm. is the end of the riot, we did have the other stuff that was going on around these, these, these people too. We have... Frida, who has made a fucking Gryffindor common room, apparently. Um, Speaking of Gryffindor, (laughs) uh, Piper, for those who don't know, both Broad and myself are Slytherins. Yeah, we've done Pottermore and we've been sort of Slytherin. This season we found out that Piper is a Slytherin and you sent me a beautiful text message. Essentially, I said, I've never questioned my sorting until now. You've never been like ashamed of being a Slytherin. I was fine with being Slytherin. Piper. Draco Malfoy, Voldemort, you know, whatever bad Slytherins yep. you can think of. Doesn't sure, bother whatever. you at all. Piper, Piper? fucking Chapman, <laughs> I'm out. Put me in Hufflepuff. I don't want to be associated with her. <laughs> I was so upset. That was so funny. Also, I think she's a Gryffindor, but that's just me. She's always got a fucking cause. Yes. She's not actually a Slytherin. The she's excuse not was, smart enough to be a Slytherin. She just goes right ahead and does no, it. No, she's not a Slytherin. See, Alex is more of a Slytherin, I think. I think so too. Yeah. Alex is a Slytherin. Okay, well, I'm going to send a letter to the writers just Please. to let them know. She said she lied on all her things and that's why she got put in Slytherin. No, no. She's a Gryffindor. Yeah. She's too prideful. She's that's definitely so Gryffindor. True. She's not a Slytherin anyway. So that was the bit that made me come back. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it now. Yeah, that's a really good point, Brad. She's yeah. actually a Gryffindor. That's okay. Because Gryffindor suck. Gryffindor suck. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So Frida, we get a little flashback, which I quite enjoyed. I wanted a Frida flashback. I love Frida. Wasn't, I- wasn't the flashback I kind of wanted. I wanted to see like her numerous murders. <laughs> but sure. Cutting off dicks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Let's just go for the... I'm happy to go to the... Um, See her as a Girl Scout or whatever mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Yep. That was pretty cool. The realisation that her dad was sort of getting a bunker ready because he was worried about... It was about. like a survivalist, one of those dudes, yeah. Yeah. And then she has taken that into her time in prison and has, for however long... What was it like from the 70s she's been there, apparently? This is where I started to get a bit worried because I was like, this is really stretching the 
believability of this show a little bit. The bunker. The bunker. Yeah. The bunker, I'm not on board with, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's cool. This pool that's been there that no one talks about anymore yeah. with a secret fucking entrance through a locker room and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, um, I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if I can buy it. If, if Litchfield is suddenly going to have, and I kept thinking to myself, like fucking Gryffindor common rooms hidden behind the fat lady portrait, I'm kind of out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not on board I for don't, that. This is a prison. Yeah, I don't mind the concept of Frida having a space. Like, you know, Chang has her like secret life. and Chang's they have, one worked for yeah, me Yeah, and they have mentioned quite a few times how the older women are so under the radar. They can kind of do whatever they want. That part doesn't bother me. The size of the room, yeah. the amount of stuff in the yeah. room, yeah. a working computer. Mm. Um, there was like a pinball machine or there was something like... A sucker thing. Foosball machine. Foosball machine. Like that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's too much. Mm. When they were in that tiny, the first room, the mm-hmm. tiny room that actually just looked like a small bunker, mm-hmm. that was more believable to me. I see what you're I saying. I was struggling even then. That little oh, bit. At the really? end of that, I was just a little bit like, oh, don't make. And then when it opened up to the pool, I was like, you've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> Completely lost me now. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, But I did like Frida. I liked mm. that she got a lot of time in this season. Yeah. I like. I liked for the what it was, the moments between her and um, Gloria and mm. Red and the other... No, was Red down there? She was eventually. No, uh, oh, Yo- Yoga was down there. Yoga and, and all them and yeah, yeah. Norma yeah. and... Yeah. DeMarco and... Yep. That stuff was fine. Mm-hmm. That ends up getting roped in with what's happening with Piscatello at the end, which is sort of the main theme of this. Mm-hmm. And then also we ended up getting Piper and Alex down there. We do. So... Should we talk about Piper and Alex's storyline this season? Sure. Why not? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was basically them deciding that they... Look, it's very complicated. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I can uh, discuss it all within the two-hour time frame we have for this episode. Um, look, it wasn't really anything. Um, They've never been more to the side. No. Never, but I ever, think, ever. But I found them... Far more likable when they are clearly just put to the side. Sure, yeah, And we yeah, just yeah, get yeah, little yeah. snippets. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the small moments we had with them for the most part. Not, I didn't have a problem with that at all. I enjoyed watching their dynamic and mm-hmm. their function, functioning. It's a bit much, but their functioning relationship. Or how they function. Uh, or how they function, I should sure. say. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't mind. I don't, yeah, I don't need them to have a big plot line. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's fine. And I find them together quite humorous. What about episode 12 where we start getting more Piper and Alex flashbacks where we get to see them, the stories of their tattoos and that, what was, it mm. ends up... And then we get Larry's scene. Mm. And then... <laughs> Your favourite scene of the favorite season. Scene. Yeah. I actually, the, the scene itself, I don't necessarily have a problem with. Um... I, I, I found Larry really endearing in that scene. I was like, oh, he's funny. I can see why. He was never why. not endearing. It was just that he was He was a bit of a little bitch though. He like sometimes so- he was like, fuck off, Larry. He just didn't belong in the sh- It just wasn't <laughs> a show that should have ever cared about Larry yeah. is the problem. Mm. Um, so having him back was a little bit like a 
kick in the guts. Screw Something you. about those flashbacks, though, and it just like we all know Piper's a dick. But when this was happening, I was like, for fuck's sake, Piper! She's broken up with Alex. She's destroyed her heart. She then like rings up Alex after they've broken up to talk about her boyfriend and his new tattoo. Fuck off! Don't ring me and talk to me about your boyfriend or your fiance. That is. She is such a bitch. Oh, anyway, that really bothered me. And then she proposes to Alex. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Hashtag marriage equality. Yeah. Um, yes. And I I was like, oh, I haven't really... I've got to say, I don't think I've ever seen... I'm trying to think how many gay marriage proposals I've seen on TV, but especially between women. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm, there probably is one or two, but I can't think of them. It's like, hey, that's cool. I feel like I've seen it in the L word, but... Yeah, okay, that's not a good example. Um, that's like uh, that was because no one's really watching that except for lesbians. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, eh, cool. Um, yeah, no. Other than I think I've seen it in the outward. I haven't seen it. I, well, I like. I was like, hey, this is cool, and like, oh yeah, they live in state of New York. That makes. I hated sense. the proposal though. Yeah. Like you taught me that. What is it? Life is hard. Lo- love is sh- love is pain. Love is pain. Love is pain. And life is pain. I was like. Why is she teaching you that? And why do you want to attach yourself to someone who's taught you that? What they're trying to do is she, the, what the rise are trying to do is they're trying to justify why Alex and Piper forever make sense. Because <laughs> they're awful to each other. Because they're insufferable and no one else will have them. Exactly. That's why. That's it. <laughs> Basically. Um, no, I actually, I found it really sweet. It's the same thing when um, a few seasons ago, I think it was season three, when Piper asks... Alex to be her girlfriend. I find that really sweet and moving sure. just because I generally am not allowed to say that. And as a gay woman, I like to say that. So I liked the proposal. I thought it was really sweet, but I don't, I'm not really invested in these two people anymore. You know, That's it was my it was problem. Fine. Yeah. That was episode 12 and they had flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Three at the least. The flashbacks are the Possibly issue. Possibly four. Yeah. Now I think about the flashbacks it. are definitely the issue. And the awful transitions from their tattoos now to when they'll gain them, they were gross as well. <laughs> they were just disgusting. <laughs> they were disgusting. How were they disgusting? They just looked awful. They looked cheap and tacky. <sighs> All right. I mean, when it comes to flashbacks, I. To happen in this show, um, just what let's talk flashbacks for a but, second. But those tattoos look awful, they do, particularly the fish. Oh, that is a bad tattoo. Um, far less flashbacks, I think, than we've ever had, just notably less of them. I noticed, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them for characters we've seen at least twice now. Red to when she was younger, quite enjoyed that for what it was. It was nice to see a young red. I in was Russia. confused though because. When we first go back to her flashback, we see two women. I thought she was and the other woman as well. well. The other woman looked so much like her. I'm like, yeah. that is fantastic casting. They've done it again. They've yeah. done it again. <laughs> and then it turns out to be the other one. I'm like, uh, what, what? Yeah. Let's go. Anyway, yeah. So we had hers or uh, Red's one. We had another one for Dyer, a young Dyer who mm-hmm. looked like her, was a terrible actress. I, makes me kind of think it might be her little sister or something. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. that too. Um, then we had one for Watson which was my favourite of the season, mm-hmm. I think. That one was really successful was in a good, good episode as well. Um, where Let's sing it White Effie or whatever. Yeah, that's the name of the episode. And that moment was just really well done. And was, the yeah. actress who was playing young Watson mm-hmm. uh, didn't say a goddamn word and hadn't been necessarily that impressive, I didn't think, that she was fine. She mm. was, wasn't given a lot to do because the, she was being spoken over most of it and killed that scene. And I'll... Yeah. And I was thinking for a while there, I was like, this this is going on, this song, does it need to be this long? I was like, no, actually, it was pretty effective at the length it was. Just let it happen and let Watson 
react to it. It was really, really powerful. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that was one of the times where the flashback was successful. Whereas this season, we don't get a lot of them, but um, I found a lot of them to be unsuccessful. I yeah. was like, no, no, that's not doing anything for yeah. me. It's not doing anything for the story or anything for the character. I agree. One example we have, we see Linda's flashback. Yeah, Linda, yeah. And isn't it incredible? So you do a Linda flashback and somehow in that flashback, you make her more 2D. Yeah, yeah. Which is, what is the purpose of it then? Yeah, that's true. To make her more of a cartoon? My girlfriend hated Linda this season. Like, just as like, she's not anything. She's a cartoon. She's dumb. She's nothing. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed her. I, I didn't hate it either. Mm. Um, there were mo- like there were scenes where I was like, oh, this is dumb. Um, one was like the talent show. But I mean, this, I, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the actress's name, but she's a very successful like comedic actress. Mm-hmm. It's what she does and she's great and she's totally underrated. And I think she sold a lot of comedic moments. I really enjoyed her with Boo. Yeah, I thought her, that worked well. Her with Boo stuff was good. It was just... I, mm, I guess my thing was with Linda, her being there had a lot of potential to be something pretty cool mm-hmm. and it didn't really get there. It might be more building up to what's going to happen to her next season because she is going to be actually in, you know, inst- back in the institution of prison and no one's going to know that she's... She's going to have a hard time convincing people that she's... But who are they going to think she is though? All the records are burnt. They're, they're, Surely they have digital records of. They the, have fucked up. They've let out Leanne, not Leanne, uh, Angie in the past by accident. Mm. Like there's, it's just gonna. I think the idea is that it won't happen immediately. Like eventually they will fix it, but she's yeah. gonna have some time, possibly in Max rather than in mm. the low security or minimal security prison that is Litchfield. Yeah, where they, it's gonna be a logistical nightmare with these women, and she's. Going to get true, lost yeah. for a bit, and I think that will be more interesting. Mm. Um, but I, I just didn't don't know what at, the purpose yeah. of her was. This at the season. beginning, I was like rolling my eyes at Linda when she's with Piper and Alex. That kind of I actually kind of enjoyed that more in a way. I thought was she like, was funny, but I wanted I wanted to get like the grittiness of like she's in prison. What now? Right, which we never got. I feel like we. As she kind of got to know the other ladies and her relationship with Boone, I, I feel like we kind of did get it. We didn't get as Maybe, much as I would like, but I liked it. Boo's not... Th- I know Boo too well to ever feel, I don't know, gritty with Boo anymore. Maybe grit is the wrong word. I didn't want like... I didn't want I the there reality- to be some sort of like darkness between her relationship with Boo or like some sort of fear, but I liked seeing her exist within the prison It's just and all the ladies, I guess. I don't know. I know we've done this. I mean, she's like Piper 2.0 in a way, right? Like we've mm. had Piper before come in and Piper went in having built up a lot of expectations and think she knew how to handle that situation. Linda should be fucking terrified about this situation. <laughs> fucking terrified. Yeah. And just she never really seemed, it never got to a place where I got to find out what she thought of to or was really scared or really much going on. Maybe towards the end a couple of times, but mm. I there just, was one moment where she's um in the poo voluntarily hiding in the poo. Oh, and next she's to talking Pentatucky. to Pentucky, yeah. And there was a moment where like they're talking. Pentucky's talking about how like was it that you, um, like you lose yourself or whatever it might be. They're having a conversation about what it's like to be in prison and how you like you're not being seen anymore. And Linda just goes, "It's very on the nose writing." She's like. I empathize. I was like, that's <laughs> like, that should have been her journey um, throughout 
the season. And it is somewhat, but we never quite delve into it as much as I would like. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, we have moments where she's like, oh, you know, this, this food should be better because I remember, you know, purchasing it or like, you know, that's how much we pay for this meal and it's shit or whatever. Like, So, we yeah. see like her kind of understanding some of the realities of prison, but you never get that moment where she's like, holy shit. Well, I think that moment came and went and never really got there. There was the moment where Boo outs her and says to everyone, this is Linda from purchasing. She's the one who purchased all this shit and she gets a couple of things thrown at her. Even Boo says, is that all you got? And it's like done. Well, that's but that's the timing is that when that happens, we like the, um, the negotiations are over and then the prison is invaded by the SWAT team. Yeah. So, we don't even get to play that out. If yeah. that had happened earlier, exactly. it could have been more interesting. And that's, I think that's yeah. one of my point. It's like it never got to that point. Yeah, no, that's probably fair, yeah. I think we're coming up towards the end of our storylines here. The last one I can think of, have we said enough about the Alex and Piper stuff? Yes. I don't think no- there's a lot to say yeah, about okay. it, to be honest with you. The Boo and Linda stuff are okay with that. Mm-hmm. The last one I can think of off the top of my head then is Morello and Nikki. Mm. Morello... At the end of last season, sort of saying, no, I'm trying to be faithful to Vinny. Then she has a relapse with Nikki early on this season. Which made me go, why? Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then they're taking over. Oh, that was something that made me sad, actually, just because I'm thinking about it. Her and Nikki end up taking over the drug dispensary, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of their thing. Um, early on, Boo and Pensatucky had the uh, commissary. And I was like, this is great. Just <laughs> let them be there all season. And they abandoned yeah. that. Sadly. Everyone's got their little shop. Yeah, yeah. it was great. <laughs> yeah. Do we like the coffee thing at all? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thought it, was, it, it was full of those characters that yeah, I have no right. interest in. That's true. The Anyway, so they got the dispensary and then uh, Morello figures out that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's... Then tr- communicates that to Vinny, who's there because the riot's going on. Mm, he runs away. He runs away. She starts to be worried that she's just imagining this and going crazy. She's having mm. a very sort of um, self-revelatory moment. Well, Nikki's the one she trusts. And when Nikki's like, you're full of shit, yeah. she's like, oh, okay, I'm full of shit. Oh, my God. But she obviously blocks that out and then just slowly degrades over time. And Nikki is really struggling with this whole idea, like this on and again, off again thing with Morello when it's just fucking with Nikki, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Morello finds out she actually is pregnant and Nikki sort of ends up stepping in to help her mm. repair her relationship with Vinny. Mm. What do we think of... Oh, and the other thing Morello does is she puts Suzanne off her meds, basically. She's like yep. playing doctor. It's preaching oh, to those just people that they don't need their medication. I just yeah. remembered one more storyline I need to get to as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that one? It's... I mean, I love Nikki and I love Morello. Yeah. yeah. Their relationship um, is... In, it's important to me. Like, I... I, And I feel for Nikki. I, As, obviously, as a gay lady, I've definitely had crushes and things on straight women and friendships with them and that relationship and that dynamic is really can be really complicated Mm -hmm. and can be very hurtful um and i i felt so this is one of those times where you see like they do it really well you see both sides you can empathize with someone but also be like ah you're making the wrong decision and we have that with Nikki, when she find when Morello is talking about being pregnant, and she goes immediately onto the defensive because yeah. she's being hurt again and attacks her, and you're like, oh, I empathise, but you should not be doing that with Morello. And Morello's just hurt, but obviously doesn't understand really why Nikki is being so hurtful. Like, obviously, 
Nikki is sensitive about Morello and what's her husband's name? Vinny, I think. Vinny. Uh, Morello and Vinny. But because Morello is Morello, she's in her own fantasy world mm-hmm. and can't quite grasp it. So I, I did really like it and it, and I think it's important to isolate Morello so then we can explore what happens with Suzanne, obviously Morello's own sanity and the the resolution of that story is we see Vinny comes, like Nikki steps in, which mm-hmm. is bu- a beautiful moment of yeah, selfless cool. love. To, it was great to see. Uh, and then, yeah, Vinny comes back. And as we've spoken about earlier, like we want Morello and Vinny to work out. Like mm-hmm. I really do. I want them to be happy and have this crazy little family. Um, so that was nice. I, I liked it. it. While it wasn't super integral to like the main plot lines of the series, of the season, I liked it. I thought it was good. Hit some good emotional notes. Yeah, no, happy with it. I feel the same way. Like didn't set my world on fire, but I got to tell you, for what it, what it's worth, that relationship is so much more interesting to me than Piper and Alex is. Yeah. <laughs> like a million yeah, times more interesting. And I just think those, I don't know whether it's the, the way they've established Piper and Alex to be, but they are just, I just think those performances are so much more interesting. Those characters at like Nikki with her ongoing struggles with drugs and just being the sarcastic, hilarious mm. person that she is, but also having a like a real depth She's got to a her gooey as well. Center. Love that. Yeah. And Morello, who can be just completely goofy and off the wall at times, is there's a tragedy to her that is that is really, really well portrayed by her actress as well. Gail Stone yeah. is great. She used to live right around the corner from here, actually. Is that right? Yep. Uh, she's Australian. Yeah. Do you know of anything Australian television at all? No. No, I can't. I, often you go, oh, I've seen you in Neighbours mm-hmm. or something like that. I've got no reference point for her whatsoever. Something tells... I'm pretty sure she's just worked exclusively in America, I wonder really. if that's the case, yeah. But um, loved both their work this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the other thing with that storyline is she is pregnant, going to have a baby. A little boob. little boob. Um, we've had this storyline before. We once have. Before. How yeah. do we feel about it with Morello? I personally am much more on board because mm-hmm. it's a character I already care about. She's got her ongoing stuff. She, It's not that weird bullshit dynamic with a guard that's already way too overcomplicated. Mm. I, we know her more than we knew Maria when it happened to Maria. D- Dyer. No, Maria, Maria, oh, Maria was Maria's pregnant, stuff remember, was well. and then she had to give up her baby in prison. Oh, So yeah. they've done that story twice now. Oh, this is the third time. Yes. Okay. The... What I think will I will find interesting if they do it about this storyline is having Nikki. Obvi- well, it depends if they end up in the same prison because who mm. knows with how it ended. But if Nikki and Morello are together, Nikki being there for Morello through the pregnancy and all the ups and downs of that, and being her support for that. Yeah. And then, obviously, Morello is then going to give her baby to Vinny, and like that's going to be the family. And Nikki having to be like the the support, the partner through the pregnancy, yeah. but having to be friends mm. is really, I, th- I think will be complicated for her to kind of navigate those emotions. So that part of it could be interesting. The having to like give the baby away, we've seen it twice before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they've already sort of talked through that though. I don't think it's going to be, assuming that Vinny and Morella are going to work out, mm. I don't, and knowing, I think, the t- there's going to be maybe a year where she's... I think she doesn't sound like Morello's got that much time left on her sentence by the way she was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, she said like the baby will just be like a year old when she gets out. Yeah, whatever, exactly yeah. like that. So it doesn't sound like... I think they've already sort of gone. That's not going to be a massive part of that storyline. At least mm-hmm. I hope it's not. Um, only the last thing I want to talk about because it just occurred to me. Um, Sophia. That was my, 
on my notes, yeah. She, we see even less of her this season. <laughs> somehow. She's not in the shoe, but um, she waltzes in, helps to stabilise uh, Humphreys. Humphreys, yeah. Um, we get to meet the... The doctor. doctor that's hanging around. Apparently, he uh, has existed there. I guess, and just sticks around for three days in the prison. Is it just me, or is that performance terrible? It's not necessarily the performance is terrible. The character again is not a. Anybody. Oh, there was I one line. There was oh, there was one line when he was he and Sophia are working on someone or helping someone in the hospital, and she like drifts off, like she's thinking about yeah, something yeah. else, and he's just like. Where did you go? Yeah. Never write that line. I think I think it was never ever write that line. It's terrible. It's been done. It's stupid. No one says it. It just he was a character that existed to play a role because they needed someone with actual medical experience to do yeah. some stuff. Like it does it just doesn't make sense that he's even there. It doesn't make sense that he's sticking around. It doesn't make sense that he's there for three days. It doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. None of it makes sense. Um and so then she then she she just step out at the end at some stage. She, she just, just like, walks out and walks like out. with her hands up and be like, "Hey, I'm a prisoner." And they're um, like, "Oh, we're gonna send you to wh- Max." Okay. Yeah, she's like, bye. "What are you gonna do with me?" And they're like, "Uh, send you to Max, I guess." Yeah. And that was just sort of that was and, it. Yeah, because she wanted to go find Sister Ingalls, and it turns out Sister Ingalls was let out on compassionate leave. Oh, I missed that bit. Yeah, so that's why. <laughs> really? Where did that happen? I've forgotten. So she wanted to find Sister Ingalls. Yeah. Um, who was sent to... She was in the shoe and then she finds out that she was taken out of the shoe. I think sent to Max. Anyway, something happened. So Sister Ingalls was sent somewhere else. Um, And when... Did we have any scenes of Sister Ingalls? No, she's gone because she was released. She was in shoe and then she was... I remember her being in shoe because the phone dropped out. Yeah. And then I, th- I feel like she was – maybe she wasn't sent to Max. Anyway, she was – either way. She so was sent to Max because that's where yeah, Sophia so so was oh, sent to Shoe for that reason. She was sent to Max yeah. and then I think she got sick and then was released on compassionate leave. But we have we didn't see that on we, screen. We do not see that. It's purely told to Sophia when she's in like the holding cell, like handcuffed to the wall or whatever. <sighs> yeah. And then we see that. like Sophia smile because sister got out. And then she's happy and that's the end of her very short arc for the season. Do we think we're getting Sophia back? I don't I, it sounds to me like they've given up on they don't know what to do with Sophia anymore. Maybe. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It depends I, I because just, I, I they didn't have anything better to do with her this season. Well it depends because I think Laverne Cox um was a great unfortunately, like marketing strategy for this show. Yeah. And she did so much press for it. Whether they can convince her to come back, I think will be good for them, will be good for the show. But Laverne Cox might be ready to move on maybe. Oh, okay. Do something else. I, like I, that's purely just me like speculating. Yeah. But it's always the one. I, I feel like there is such a love for Sophia and Laverne Cox to not have her and to like consciously like push her aside would would be strange to me. Mm, yeah, but who knows? So let's. I think that's everything. Unless we've, we may have missed a little storyline here or there, but there was a lot going on this season. Um, the main other thing that I think that was worth talking about was just how this season ends. So the mm-hmm. after the negotiations break down and Maria releases the prisoners, and they realise that wasn't Poussey's doing. Um, uh, Tasty's Tasty's doing. Thank you. They Poussey's dead. They <laughs> just a reminder. They storm the mm-hmm. prison and one by one, all of our inmates get taken out. Yep. 
Um, there is a certain amount of brutality to that. One of the things that I thought was a key difference that I did enjoy was these guards were trained. For the most part. There was the one guard who was obviously a novice at it. Mm-hmm. And so what was interesting is, is that point where um, they're going through and they're obviously using a lot of force, but they're not, no one's dying, mm. right? And then they have the bit where um, he ends up shooting, the guy ends up shooting into the ceiling or he shoots... Somebody it happens in the laundry, I think. Oh, no. So, what happens is the girl who always breaks her nose, which I yeah, fucking right. hate that. It's a dumb joke, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, he points the gun in her face, that's saying it. that he'll shoot her with like the pepper bullets or whatever. And the guy comes up and he's like, you have to point at the ceiling. If you hit them in the face with it, they die. Yeah. And then he proceeds to punch her in the face. That happened, I think, after the point that I wanted to get to, which is where they find the body of Humphreys. Humphreys. And they so, say any means necessary. Any means necessary. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. And so when that moment happens, um, and then he says, he said, you said any means necessary. He's like, He's a, that doesn't mean murder people, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, thank you for drawing a line and making sure that not everybody is fucking Piscatella. Yeah. I was really happy with that. Yeah. And while you can look at and like judge how much force was being used and whether it was necessary, fine. At least they were trained people who mm-hmm. knew what they were doing and weren't going to murder people yeah. without a lot of intention. Which is great. The only thing that bothered me about how they were highly trained was that they were going through the prison but not going room to room. Like Gloria is just standing in like that office and they're just going past. I'm like, if you're clearing an area, oh, yeah, I was a bit why sorry. aren't you going in? Anyway, but... Because I, I thought... Yeah, I think you're right. I think in a lot of ways they were being quite strategic mm. but then they would make I'm sure they were, big but lapses like they that They did that office. Big, The writing just, yeah, just allowed that, that to down. happen. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. Um, and then, but the end point of that is they end up shooting Piscatella. Mm-hmm. Right in the face. Which is, so what happened is that they brought everyone out. They they count there's 10 missing. They're wrong. There's 11. <laughs> um, they count there's 10 missing and they uh, they sign off or the governor has signed off on using lethal, lethal force if they have to or casualties potentially because they think the 10 that are hiding in there are probably going to want a proper fight, which is not true. The 10 that are hiding in there are just hiding. Yeah. Um, although I feel like they're stockpiling weapons or something, or they're gonna, yeah, yeah. Although violent. apparently there are booby traps, so you know, fair suspicion. <laughs> um, but they, so they go in, and there's this ominousness about it. And so our ten characters who were left underneath in the pool, which includes Red and Piper and Alex and Tasty and a few others, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there are a lot of them. Gloria Blanca. Basically, all our Cindy, favorite. Yeah, characters. the favorites are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and. Piper and Alex. And Piper. <laughs> well put. Um, what then happens is as they're going down to them in the pool, because Caputo tells them there's a pool there, that's probably where they are. Um, Piscatella steps out and says, hey, I'm here and gets shot. And you're like, fuck. Mm. Oh, fuck. And I, at that stage, I had not been feeling Jeopardy. I thought maybe that there are five characters, the two Hispanic guards and the three... Um, Nazi women mm-hmm. might because they were going to put up. They did put up a fight. Yeah, they were doing a fight. I was like, oh, they're like, going oh, to die. die. Yeah, that didn't happen. No. I was like, oh, that made me feel really good. I was like, oh, okay, wait a second. These guards can handle this. This will be fine. Mm-hmm. When Piscatella got shot, I was like, oh, fuck, oh shit. I actually don't know what's going to happen here because they shot with no hesitation at him mm. whatsoever. I was like, shit. But it was an accident. But mm. then they pull away and go. 
like scold the guy because he fucked up. Mm. And yet we're still going into this next bit with them all held, holding hands going, what's going to happen to our main cast? I have no Jeopardy anymore. If they didn't show that scene with the kid being told off for shooting him, I would have gone in really worried that people were not going to live out at the end of the season. So the no, I'm still really worried. The cliffhanger is that there's the 10 hiding, our 10, eight mm. favorites and two others um, that might die or be hurt. Yeah. I'm not worried at the moment anymore. I certainly don't think they're all going to die. Maybe one mm. if someone's contract is up and they're leaving the <laughs> show. Like I don't really have field jeopardy because I of that I think some moment. of them will die. Really? Yeah. Who? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Frida died because she does have a gun on her. That's true. She's holding a gun. Um, who else have we got? I just can't figure out why they just didn't lie on the ground. Why are they standing there with that holding hands? Put yourself up against the wall. Put yourself on the ground. Put yourself in the least threatening position possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. I don't know. They're doing some dignified stand, but I'm not sure against what because a l- lot of the people who are in there have tried, other than like Tasty and stuff, actually uh, other than the black woman, have tried really not to be a part of the riot. So it's not like they were standing with something. So I don't know what that last dignified stand exactly is supposed to mean. The intention there for each character is not clear. Um, but I am I am genuinely worried that some of them are going to die, yeah. Okay. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. I don't know, I don't know what we, we get out of it. I don't know what happens if they die. I think Pooh says... Maybe they shoot Piper and then we can reset. Um, I'd be pr- fairly interested in them taking that route. I I just I don't feel the jeopardy anymore. I, I okay. did. I did. I was ready. You know where I felt the jeopardy actually. When? Whew. So, um, they're like everyone's been taken out of the prison and they're on the lawn. Yeah. And the buses roll up, mm. and they're all being separated. Mm. Separated. Oh yeah, that that is great. And Flucker and Maritza. Oh, that's we when I about cried. That that's when I lost it. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm gonna cry now because oh god, when they like are being separated, they're like nowhere together, and they're being put in a different yeah. bus. And um, it's Maritza. Yeah, I was like, I, lo- I love you. Jeez, I lost it. Yeah, that was absolutely great. lost it. Um, so that's that's what I'm excited for. That's that's the shakeup I'm looking forward to. Like I, yeah, that's why I was so emotional at the end. Cause I'm like, they're all going to be separated. Like, what's it going to look like? It's not going to be the same. While that's exciting, like, yeah. So I was just generally worried about where it's going to go and all of the characters. So that's, I think, that's where, yeah, the jeopardy was for me. For, yeah. for following into next season. So I don't necessarily feel the jeopardy for that because I'm not anything is in danger, but necessarily. But that was the bit I'm like, oh, that's the that's the cliffhanger I actually care about. Mm. The cliffhanger Morella's of them on the bus by herself. Yeah. yeah, the cliffhanger of the ten of them standing there holding hands. I don't just not feeling that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Okay, but the yeah, um, Maritza and Flack are being separated, yes. and just the idea that everyone's being separated. And we don't know where they're going exactly. Mm-hmm. Very cool because what you're talking about there is what happens next. Yeah, what is next season look like? If this was that three day riot, which was a great idea for this season. Mm-hmm. I'm excited again. I'm going, oh, it's not going to be the riot, but that's a massive mix up. Yeah. What does that mean? And the idea that we might have two or three major locations for our characters to be over next season is really interesting to me and mm. what that's going to look like. Um, so, I'm into that. Just because we got there and we didn't talk about it yet, 
Maritza and Flucker, their storyline this season. I love them. Was great. I love them so much. So comedy wise, they, they work. work brilliantly. They work so well. Their chemistry is amazing. Yeah. And the idea of them being, oh, do you want to say the era of this show is completely all over the place? Now I have no idea when this show takes place. Mm. If if Piper's meant to be in there for eighteen months, this eighteen months has taken place over five years. <laughs> because Things like spoiler warning as a phrase that anyone in that prison would know. Yeah, there are a few um, terms. I'm like, that's quite recent. Even the idea mm. of just like YouTubing the way that they do and all those sorts of things. I Like a lot of it was sort of around, but it's not as prevalent as now. It's not as, um, as wide no, that you could talk that. about it the way. I don't think this show necessarily could have done it so well mm. if you'd done it five years ago. There, there was just even technology like... The phones, I swear, yeah, technology-wise, you're right. Is there. definitely advanced ahead of where it was in the year it's actually was meant Snapchat to be set. Snapchat around five years ago? Because they talk about Snapchat. Don't think so. The PR guy talks about Snapchat. Yeah, I don't. Or the, well, that's what's confusing to me is some of the prisoners have no concept of any technology. Yeah, and some yeah. of them do. Yeah. Really I was, I was know. Just like, or know about followers yeah, and retweeting and yeah. just seem to have a really strong grasp on that stuff. I was like, well, how are you getting that information? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, it's a little bit confused about it that. Is, and I'm yeah. not that worried because for the sake of the show, to stay current and all those things, mm. you don't want to restrain it to that. But It's confusing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was... So, yeah, but the, but their stuff I thought was really good, mm-hmm. um, really natural, really funny. And yeah. the idea they got just a bit of a taste of... I just loved it every episode. Like, they have a different outfit on, yeah, which yeah. I just really enjoy. <laughs> and even just... They, they didn't necessarily bring attention to it. They draw bring attention to the makeup and stuff yeah. a lot, but they'll just be wearing something. But it's like and you look at it and go, oh, I can see what you made that from. Like, yeah. I can see Their little what you've ties done. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very good. The, the, de- the different demographics yeah. they're going for. Yeah. The, the, the school, you really know your demos. Japanese, yeah. Oh, yeah. very funny. Mm. Um, the other storyline, because mm-hmm. we, st- we just mentioned the Asian demographic there yeah. for a second. The other ones, yep. The other ones. <laughs> you really know your demos is yeah. so-so. Yeah. So, so, so is also dealing with the death of Pusay, obviously. Being so, so, so. Mm-hmm. So, so, so. Uh, Brooke. Uh, her storyline is not huge this no, season. She's not. sort of just doing her own thing in the background and very yeah. much feeling for Pusay. It got so towards forth. the like latter half of the season. I was like, oh, that's right. So, so. What happened to her? Yeah. But I did the one of the best and uh, most touching moments in the entire season, I think, was when they were talking about making a memorial mm-hmm. for... Uh, memorial for Poussey and they've sort of reconstructed the library into the big memorial in the hallway. I love Tasty's line. This is no, uh, there's no Dewey Decimal System, but it's all right. Like mm. I, I just thought that was really sweet. Yeah. I don't know. The show had earned that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah and as, mu- cool. as much as I thought that was good as well, for the most part, I didn't really like what they were doing with So-So. I mean, I liked... Um, the bonding of Soso and Watson together and yeah. finding a way to channel yeah. your anger. Yeah. Yeah. That that was fine. Um, There's a lot of just threads that seem to just happen and go they away. Fall away. They fall yeah. away. To- they definitely do. Um, I wanted to see more of their friendship actually and I didn't get to, which is unfortunate. Uh, but a lot of Soso's reactions this season seemed like that of a petulant child. And <laughs> sure. I, I know it's good to show different types of grief. And she's still in the first three days of that too. Yeah, but it it I found her annoying mm. um, when I really wanted to empathise and connect with her and I wasn't able to for a, a lot of those first few episodes. Um, but, I, you know, I found it very moving when she was 
when the SWAT team were coming in and she was removed and she was just sitting in the middle of her yeah. of her library Being or Pusay's library. Taking out the way she was and yeah. sort of the shot looking. She was looking at them it and was quite saying good. goodbye. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't be doing this because we need to start wrapping up. <laughs> the Did you know Cindy just getting really frustrated with Tasty a couple of times this season? Yeah. Just real, I really liked that. She'd it was had, subtle. A, had enough. Like Tasty's in her own world. She's like, you're not helping me. And like, or don't talk to me like that or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah, no, I liked it. I like that too. I, I love was, Cindy. I yeah, like, I like, I for really someone like who was just Cindy. like a one-liner kind of character. It kind of only came out when Tasty left as yeah. well. She didn't really have a character mm-hmm. before that. And yes, ever like particularly since her conversion. Is that mm. con- conversion? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I've I've really enjoyed her. I think she's great. Um, did you like her stuff with? I thought her name was Abdul. Are we getting that wrong? The well, her first name's Allison. Allison, right? Yeah, but what? I Everyone like. goes by different names. Yeah, and I lo- I like their pairing though. I, do, I, really, I really like, like it. those two. Um, together. I think they're just both strong women, very opinionated. They've got a great chemistry. Yeah. Great. Um, Janet King, very quickly. She sort of would get her out. Judy King. Judy King. Thank you. Don't know who Janet King is. <laughs> they get her out um, and she's doing stuff outside. But to, before that, they have the bit where they like, they're trying to find like her drop, like food drop that's oh, going to come on the roof. Oh, they go on the roof. And they like, yeah. she's being crucified, like sort of thing. What do you think about that? Dumb. Yeah, cool. Me too. <laughs> Just like, uh, when Judy was like running around and like trying to escape and stuff, or like when they turned her into a slave, I'm like, I don't care about oh, this. Oh, the slave bit, I hate it. I, I was really did not like it. Cindy, I was like, is Cindy, this meant to be funny? Yeah. Is this meant to be funny? Because it's not. Cindy as a guard, I liked. Mm, yeah. Not as this whole. I don't mind Cindy thing. in those scenes, mm-hmm. but those that story is boring and crap. Cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, another little thing that was interesting that I didn't reckon that. My girlfriend said to me, and I didn't realize properly until I read it in another AV Club thing. Mm. I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays Healy is still in the credits, but never appears in the episode. In an episode, why? Why does something like that happen? No fucking clue. Oh, Don't okay. know. Jason Biggs is not in the thing anymore, and yeah, he's no one knows what was going on there. There was a suspicion that maybe, uh, uh what's the name of the guard that killed Poussey? Bailey. Bailey mm. might have. Going to end up in the same mental, uh, uh, you know, mental health, uh, whatever place, yeah, hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <just> really, the <laughs> loony bin, I think you, they call thank it. You. Yeah, thanks, thanks, clean up for me. Um, as him, and maybe there was meant to be a scene there. They got cut. Okay. There was. That was the thing you said as well. Didn't you say last season you'd heard that Ruby Rose was in this season? Yes. I, that didn't yeah. happen. I was waiting for it. Because I, when we were doing season three. Three or four, yeah. Three, yeah. When Anyway, when Ruby. Three yeah, is her one. Three, three yeah, is her. When Ruby Rose was in it. And I was doing research about Ruby Rose and her character and all this stuff. And seeing what other people's opinions were. Because I had a very negative one. Um, so, I wanted to balance it out a bit. Anyway, I saw, a, a, I guess, a spoiler um, saying that. Ruby Rose had been brought back for season five. And I was like, no, please no. It was like your reaction to Larry, which is, I think, a universal reaction to Larry. It was like, "Uh, please do not do this to me. Like, I thought it was done and dusted. Don't have to worry about it. So, I was expecting her to pop her head in at any moment. (laughs) Um, But she didn't. I mean, there was like a little reference to her in which Piper talks about having a relationship with like someone – who pops up that they had never seen They'd before. they never seen before, yeah, because Nikki ended up sleeping with that girl, that, yeah. that, that hot girl that's been around. It happens to everybody. It yeah. happens to all of us. Whatever. That was actually a very funny scene. Yeah. I really liked that yeah, scene. It was, it was very self-aware mm-hmm. little scene. 
almost me- too meta. Yeah. But I thought they pulled the it delivery, off. Delivery. Yeah. Her, uh, Piper Chat Piper's actress. Taylor Schilling. Schilling. Yes. I thought she played it perfectly, and she said that line twice. It happens to all of us, or yeah. something like that. And it was just like both times tonally perfect. As much I as paid Piper doesn't work a lot, Taylor Schilling is great, it's and she's a fantastic fault. comedic actress. Like her timing is fabulous. Agreed. Yeah. It's yeah. really not her fault. No. It's just a boring character most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to put a final note on this as well, the Poussey flashback. That we got inside Tasties. Mm. We talked about that. We did because you had. No, we didn't we talk about, about the flashback. So I would do want to talk about the cameos in this season. We've already talked about. Oh, we talked about like Biggs. how like how dare you? But that was it. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Mm. I don't think I actually. I kind of wish it wasn't there. It tugs yeah. at my heartstrings, but I. I'm. I should be dealing with this the same way that the characters are, and that is that Pusey is not around. I should yeah. be missing her. Mm-hmm. And to throw her in there and just have a... When they kept her behind the bookcase, I was like, that's already too much. Yeah. You're already doing too much. When you then she then steps out, I was like, nah. Mm. Nah, man. Don't need it. I agree. And what also bothers me about that scene is when people, for some reason, are playing with time and flashbacks, they feel the need to make everything really important. And the whole like joke that Pusey and Tacey have had where they pretend to be white women, yes. that is now super the important. origins of their it friendship. Was, yeah, the origin of it. It's like yeah. not everything needs to be really important in that way. It can just be a nice memory of someone. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the moment or super significant. Like that bothers me when people do flashbacks and they yeah, have to like yeah, put weight same. on everything. Yeah, as, no, I agree. As lovely as it is to see her, Mm. As much as I'm sitting there just devastated, also not needed. Yeah, just didn't 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 add anything beyond the mm-hmm. immediate impact. Beyond that, it's wasted. Yeah. We knew that Pusey was important to Tasty. We knew that they loved each other. We did not need to see the beginnings of that because we saw the meat of it. We saw the really important parts of that. I didn't need to know that Tasty was right. That Alice in Wonderland was her favorite book. I already knew. I that knew Tasty was knew. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's start wrapping this up because this is going crazy long. Okay. Favorite and least favorite episodes. Your favorite episode, Damask. My favorite episode is actually the last episode. Mine too. Oh, yay. I have an argument in there for it being Watson's because I loved her flashback so much. Mm. It was my favorite flashback. Yeah. Did you find a bad moment in that episode though? That I go, eh. went back through trying to uh, These all blurred together trying yeah. to watch them so quickly. Like it's not, wasn't spread over a week. It was spread over a few days. I think that's why the last one is my favorite because it's really the only one that's like, bam, it's that show. That episode. I, I think I agree as well. I just think what it did really well is the storming of the place. Everyone got a little cap mm-hmm. on their storyline, which was great. And it got everybody out. And it yeah, we got resolution a lot of things. And then the setup for next season is really strong. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that was my favorite episode. It, mm. And the fact I want to give it extra credits because it wasn't an hour and a half long. <laughs> Like, I just want to... I, Bonus points, Exactly. Yeah. You get rewarded. I was really worried when I pressed play. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. Yeah, me And too. it was only 50, like 50 56. something minutes. 56 It was minutes. even shorter than some of the episodes yeah. this season. I was, like, I was like, thank you so yes. much. I feel like I've earned that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I, I want to yeah. give him props for that. So, that was my favorite. Yeah. Um, what was the, your lead? Oh, you want to keep... Well, I was just going to say, generally though, um, I think there was, there was plenty of strong enough stuff. Mm. There just wasn't as many outright stand... Like last season, I think there was a couple that I was just like, that was a great episode. Everything about it was doing a really good mm-hmm. job. 
Not very many episodes did that for me That's this season. That's a really season. good point. Yeah, we don't have those. I think it's got something to do with the way that time has been. Like, they're trying to squish in all these storylines mm. and it's like, it's just a little block of all of these storylines happening one at a time. Mm-hmm. Not very many could stand out and be a complete whole. Yeah. Though, I, I, no, I feel like I've had that issue since probably. It season. exists. Like, in three and four, I think I had the same feeling. Like, the blurred lines of... Oh, um, I agree with that. that the what episode is what, and there's always like a a bit of bad and a bit of good mm-hmm. in every episode. Um, I definitely agree with that. There's so many storylines going on. The chance of them all hitting at once is so tiny yeah. and so rare. Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite episode. Uh, my least favorite is uh, well, I just I've just written the talent show one. Okay, Litchfield's got talent. Sure. I I hated that. I mean, it's like good, like I've just said, there's good and bad in every episode, mm-hmm. but that was such a waste of time for me. Sure. The striptease went for approximately 15 hours <laughs> and the reactions of the people in that scene made me go, oh, that's the actors. Yeah. Okay. That's, I'm actually not seeing Leanne anymore. I'm seeing yeah. the actress um, receive a lap dance from her coworker. <laughs> like that's yeah. what it felt like. Um, it felt kind of candid in that way. Uh, and like the previous episode, I'm pretty sure it was the one where like the list of demands are released and Tasty has like, I believe that like beautiful speech. And then we have this episode and it just halts it. It absolutely just, yeah, it's too much of a pause for me when I'm like wanting a bit more momentum because the first couple of episodes, like bam, 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 things are happening. And then we have this episode and it's. Yeah, it's a it's a big pause. This is what the show keeps doing. Has mm. these dynamic, explosive starts. Yeah. Peter's off in the middle and slows right down and then has explosive endings again. And yeah. you just go, just got to cut out a couple of those episodes mm-hmm. and this would feel so much sharper. What about uh, you? Um, I just want, before we move on to that, just because mm. we talked about it, how do we feel about the guards and the way they were treated in general by the prisoners? Awful. Uh, yeah. can, like the constant joke about wanting to rape the guards yeah. is not funny. Really at problematic. No, at no point was I was like, huh, good joke. It's not funny. Mm. Um, it's not clever. It's not doing anything. No, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I thought, I, I think it's an interesting do, do you- conversation to have to remove someone who was all seemingly all powerful, remove their power and have the people that they were... Overpowering. Yeah, overpowering, then take charge. Right. That's an interesting story. That's an interesting conversation. Did the conversation do, ever happen? No, they do not utilise it at all. It's just a bunch of jokes. Um, and Jokes in quotation marks. There's a lot of poo jokes. There's a lot of poo Toilet jokes. jokes. There's <laughs> sex jokes, rape jokes. Um, yeah, it's just... No, 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 don't like it. What about you? Yeah, I think I feel the same way. It's like the power shift is so interesting mm. and there's a part of you that goes, I understand why they would want to be abusive back mm-hmm. to some degree. But the conversation, as you said, never really occurs to talk about what that really says about you. Mm. What does that say about you that, yes, you have a lot of justification for why you would want to abuse your power the same way they've abused theirs and Give it we, back to yeah, them. We have brief moments. Like we have when the ride is first taking place and they're having the meeting in the chapel and That's like Alex the- stands up and is like, no, this is kind of fucked. Like I don't want to be a part of this. And she leaves. And then we also have a brief, though slightly different like conversation where 
Penzataki is being tried for her crimes, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Well, let's, let's not. Do it better. Yeah, let's be better than that." Yeah, but we never delve really delve into that conversation um, in a meaningful, impactful way. Instead, we get those five characters that you hate, yeah. all involved in dealing with these guards and mm-hmm. just not contributing anything yeah. of substance or humanity into it at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Waste opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I did, in, I, was, I guess I liked the guards a little bit in this. I, I guess it's, I don't know. Again, maybe waste opportunity. I kept I found, seeing the potential for yeah, the more being said there. I found the there. female guard really interesting. Mm-hmm. And there, there were a few moments I was like, oh, I would actually like to get to know her a mm-hmm, little bit I agree. more. Um, also, like the Mormon guy and his like religion. They're just half baked ideas, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, just give me more of that. Like, cool, you've got a good idea. Let's explore it. You have thirteen hours. Yeah. You know, like once again, we're having the conversation where it's about you have so much time. What are you doing with it? Uh, are you choosing to use it wisely? Yeah. Is it? Are they hamstrung by this idea that it needs to be a comedy? Are they hamstrung? I think so. Constantly, they yep. think they need to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. In quotes. I hilarious. think they've got this idea that they're a wacky comedy, mm. um, but they also want to hit on these really big social issues. And I kind of know if... The, I don't think they're doing it successfully, balancing those two things. Least favourite episode for me is episode 12, Tattoo You. <laughs> the main reason being it's so focused on two people I couldn't care less about. Flashbacks so late in the game. That are terrible. So late in the game. It's, the timing of it is worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't cared about them for much of the season. It's been fine what they've had. I understand you need to keep Piper and Alex around. Yeah. That's cool. Don't mind that. I even don't mind the proposal, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That bit's fine. It's more that it was so much focus to have four flashback scenes. I, I've seen them flashback multiple times. I don't... If you can't, If you can't convince me that these two should be getting married by season five through the mm-hmm. amount of attention you've given them... You need to do flashbacks to get me to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, they should be together. No. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Especially when there is a million more interesting things going on around you and I don't want to be looking at this. Or Larry getting a tattoo. Maybe Alex will get shot in the head um, at the beginning <laughs> of thinking, next or? season because she's so tall like Piscatella was. Um, and then that will bring meaning to that. Second, I just episode. don't want that. I just, I honestly no, I just want, want them out. Like, yeah. I just want them to leave. Yeah, be happy and go. Go goodbye. Go get married. <laughs> go with God. Yeah. Go with God. Go with go with Porry. Yeah. Go with Parry. Porry. 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 Go with them. You can be with yeah. them now. That's where you're at. Yep. Final score and ranking. Do you want to go first? I am going to give it a three point five. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a lot, but it, it's good television. Mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong on that. Yeah. I think it does some things great. Mm. Like it's hard to uh, overlook the tasty stuff mm. particularly. Um, is so good. Well, the storylines we love this season that we've already that we've talked about. There was more than just that, I think. <laughs> I swear there was more Sorry, than just that. My tasty. brain is so fried from yeah. having like Two and a half hour this conversation, entire yeah. show into my brain and having to regurgitate thoughts about it. Yeah. Just, oh, like, the Suzanne stuff that oh, was yes. there was was quite good uh, at times, even if it wasn't always successful. There was enough there, enough interesting stuff that... And, and as like a shake-up of the series, mm. I have to reward that and say that was really, really good. Tonally, the show has never been more schizophrenic, maybe not the best word for it, but more all over the place. Mm-hmm. And and 
even within episodes, I was just having, I've said it before, emotional whiplash. I don't know what you want me to feel right now, show, because I'm having a hard time keeping up between dread or sorrow or, you know, and humor and wacky John Hughes montages. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I just yeah. some really unsuccessful experiments in there. Mm. But I have to reward the experiment and that this is the right season to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. It's, I'm glad I, I'm glad I watched it and I'm, and I'm, to get ahead of myself, looking forward to next season. Mm-hmm. What about you? So I'm actually going to give it four stars. Yep, cool. I loved that they were doing something new, something mm-hmm. different, exactly what I had wanted from the show, which is so rare that you actually get that. You're like, oh, yeah. I wish it just happened over like a short amount of time. And it was just like the prisoners running the prison. Like I got that and that was great. Was it always super successful? No. As I mentioned before, those five characters – I don't like, I don't find them funny. I think it's really lazy writing to use them mm. as your comedy. Yeah. But there are great stories in there. We have what's happening with Tasty. We have what's happening with Suzanne. We have what's happening with Gloria. Even like the elitist. Oh, Gloria. That was the yeah. last thing. Yeah, thank you. Elitist stuff I love. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much. And I just enjoyed watching Frida doing her thing. And yeah. There's there's so much there that I love. Nikki, it, Nikki, Nikki and, yeah, Nikki and Morello is still good. Yeah, fantastic. It's unfortunately, yeah, those tonal shifts for me are usually tied in with those five characters, mm-hmm. um, which I have a real problem with. So that's where it loses the point for me. Is um, that side of its comedy, I think, is failing, and I think they need to readjust that. But otherwise, for the most part, I really enjoyed this season. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like even if I we weren't doing the podcast, I would have binged it in yeah. the same way. Like I was, I couldn't get enough. I wanted more. Um, and I'm so, so excited for next season. As much as I'm worried about it, I'm really excited. They've hooked me in. Um, so in that way, I think it's a successful season, yeah. Um, just occurred to me as well, Caputo... Uh, I talked about in previous season, he was kind of the main character. Mm. Definitely not this season. Really just put to the sideline. That was really good for the show, I think. I think so too. As much as I didn't think he was bad in that role, like he was an interesting enough person that you want his storyline in there. It was good to just be able to put him aside for a while. Yeah. As much as I think he was important for last season to be that driving force, um, it sometimes at certain points it was frustrating because you wanted him to get out of the way Mm. so you could be with the people that you loved. You know what I mean? Um, Or just the people that are in the prison, which is where the story should be be. focused. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I'm glad that happened this season. As Do well. we care about him in fig stuff? Do we? Is that is that interesting to us? That ongoing? They keep figuring the show. Every time I think she's done, yeah. <laughs> she comes back. I mean, she will not die. The character I I do like Fig. I, it might be that actress, but there's yeah, something about her that I think is a, really engaging. What should be a two dimensional character seems to have at least a layer or yeah, two. I think she does that well. Do like, am I invested in their relationship? Yeah. No. Did I love when Tacey was like, "What the fuck is going on? You're disgusting. I don't care what this is." Like, fo- like I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. That's kind of what we were doing as viewers at home, and like, ill, gross. Mm. I don't. You guys are. F- Freaks, just stop and just yeah, work together like normal humans. Um, so I I like that, and I thought that yeah brought like a little bit of comedy that was fine. It wasn't overbearing, um, and I liked the d- dynamic of those three in the room trying to sort things yes, out. Yes, that was good like stuff. that was good. I'm not so much invested in their relationship. No, yeah, her stuff with Tasty 
was particularly good. Yeah, the three of them together was good. Mm. Um, Ranking-wise, do you know where this goes for you? Yeah, so season one is still number one with 4.5. Yep. And then, um, and then I'm going to have season five, mm-hmm. four, and then, um, and, and then it's season four. They've got the same yeah. number, but I'm going to do it that. And then season two with three point five, and then season three with three. I don't have my numbers in front of me, but I think for me it goes season one, season three, season five, season four, season two, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Season two is definitely my least favorite. Yeah. V. Um, <laughs> Yeah, season three is mine for obvious reasons. Yeah, we yeah, and yeah, that's definitely a disconnect we have there. Yeah. <laughs> I like season three a lot more than you. But that's cool. Yeah, perspective, uh, you know. Do we want to keep watching? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to next season, and this is going to be weird for me. To now, I have the year long wait. Oh yeah, because I've never had that. That's I've just been able right, to watch these five seasons in. pretty quickly, one after the other. Mm. Um, that's one thing. Like as much as I love binging, it's it really sucks to like wait so long and vacuum it into your brain and then you have to wait again. Like, yeah. it's really hard. And I'm actually against the binge. I know we force this on ourselves to do it, mm. but but it's different when it's stuff that's already out too. Yeah. Like, because you can just get through it at your pace, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I think, and maybe we should have this discussion in another podcast, I really don't think the binge model release all at once is a good idea. I think it actually sucks some of the, some of the in- integrity out of the shows. I think it... I, just, I like the breathing room between episodes. Mm. Like, I mm. like that Game of Thrones makes me wait a week. I can digest that episode, what really happened, mm. the good and the bad. Yeah. And the next episode I come in, I'm like fresh, I'm ready. Give me what you've got. I, then I take that one and process again and keep going. And it becomes a social thing. This is what's interesting. We're trying to get this out so we can get this conversation out there as soon as we can. Mm. Because God knows when people are going to watch this. Yeah, it might be this weekend as it's happened, or they might take them a few weeks or months, even, or mm. who knows when they'll get to this show finally. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, the no, there's very model, little social conversation about it, which I find interesting. Yeah, the binge model works depending on the show you're doing, mm-hmm. I guess, because I've always been a binge watcher. I've always like bought TV shows on DVD and just binged. But that way, everything has been released generally. In, the conversation's been had. Like the zeitgeist yeah. is over mm-hmm. in that instance though. So, yeah. you're, catch, you're going to catch up. Mm. But the zeitgeist around Orange and the New Black has got to be a bit weird. I'm Like this is my first time dealing with it with mm. this show. And In what way do you think it's weird? Well, it's just because trying like the – I feel like the I – I have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. But if someone else is watching the season – I can't say anything about it at this point. If yeah. they're only three episodes in, it's very hard for me to talk about it all with them. Mm. We're not on the same page. Yeah. And who knows when they'll be on the same page. Yeah. I think face-to-face, that is true. Yeah. Um, but I think w- in the past with this show, because not a lot of my friends actually watch it. And those okay. that do, it's just, yeah, at a different rate, which is fine, whatever. So, the way that I have engaged with others about it has been online, generally through recaps. So, you're going episode by episode. Yeah. So, obviously, if you've done that and then you like, there's comments and stuff and, and in that way, I'm engaging with it. But generally, it's not a face-to-face thing for me. But now, if you were to go, so say I, I like watch the game, listen to, sorry, I listen to a Game of Thrones podcast, right, mm. every week. And so, that episode comes out and then there'll be a podcast episode about that. I'll watch that and I'll read a recap during the week mm-hmm. and then we'll all get to watch the next episode together and then we'll have that conversation again mm-hmm. if I want to go back now because I binged it because that's how Netflix wants me to do it it's how it's released mm. I'm going back and reading the episode one recap again fucking Jesus how long ago was that that I watched it feels mm. like a million years ago since yeah. I, I don't know it's just 
I don't think it's optimal. It's not necessarily awful. Mm. I just think it. Um, I think there was something to releasing them episode by episode. Yeah. I find it really interesting that Twin Peaks right now is released the first four episodes at once, mm-hmm. and then is releasing them one or two episodes at a time. Yeah. I think that's clever. It'll be I out think so. I think you can I, alter the binge model. Yeah, yeah. To suit the story you're telling, I think and so I think too. that's important for the way that um, TV is being brought to the masses now. It's different, and I so I, I think you need to really start engaging with what is the best way to engage your audience. What is the best way in from a story perspective to be releasing these things? And it, yeah, it might be periodical. I think for a, a lot of things, that's probably a really good idea to be doing that because Lord knows, and I think this show maybe should, I'm sure they won't, but maybe should start thinking about, we've, once again, we're discussing it, like the, the length that mm-hmm. they're releasing it, um, how many episodes they have and... Yeah, th- th- that it's in one big bulk thing. I think it's like I'm not sure what's right for this show, um, but I think it's certainly a conversation that they should be having. I think Netflix should be having with its creators. Yeah. Predictions, hopes, concerns for next season. My only prediction is the one I said before. I don't think a single person in that pool will die. Okay. I don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. My prediction is something bad will happen in that pool area. There will be a response um, about the way that the situation was resolved by um, maybe that's like social media or whatever it might be. And so the women will get some of their demands met because of that. There will like the governor will have to have a reaction to that. Um, and then I think Litchfield may then become a government owned prison again what will happen with the prisoners going off into different areas i really don't know i'm not sure how realistically you could get them all back in the same space again i don't know if that's going to happen yeah. next season yeah i don't know i'd be at best that happens in the last season mm. um I think most of next season is spent just with the chaos aftermath of the riot. Both. So we'll have different locations. So different yeah. locations, what the prisoners are going through, mm-hmm. um, that they've been separated around new people in different types of prisons, possibly a max rather than a minimal security prison, what that's yeah. like for these people, plus the social community reaction to what happened with the Litchfield riot. Mm, yeah. Um, I think that. Particularly with like the Piscatella stuff out there now and all Definitely. that stuff. That yeah. is the big one, I think. Mm. Um, and the fact that Piscatella is now dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is going to be a big focus for next season. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got. Don't have much more beyond My that. My concerns is that it's going to be too big for the writers. Like, it's un. un- Unwieldy? unwieldy. If you're going to separate unwieldy. them, they could try and do what I was talking about and maybe not focus on so many stories at once. Maybe focus on a couple at a time. I think so. Like this, do like it a more anthology type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. That might be because everyone's going to be so scattered. It's not so centralized anymore. Maybe separate these into a mm-hmm. more anthology type thing, and that might be. I think it'd be a really good way, good way to do it. Yeah. Go. Oh, this is my Just boo episode fo- this let's week. Let's focus this is my- it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really, then you can. 
set your tone how you need it to be for that episode and not try and fit everything into one. Mm. That's it. That's finally done. This has been a ridiculously <laughs> long episode, but I'm not surprised it was always going to be, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the uh, conversation. If you would like to talk to us about any comments or, or feedback on what we've done, anything you want to add to this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach mm-hmm. us on Facebook by searching for Hunting Seasons. You can find us on Twitter at Hunting Cast. You can email us at HuntingSeasonsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at B Gordes, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maskymo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Thank you to Sean Kirkpatrick for our wonderful logo and graphics. You can find his work at seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfoliobox.net or by searching for his Instagram, Draws or Comics. Both fantastic. You should follow them. And thank you to Jordan Calavis for our Hunting Seasons theme song. You can find his work at soundcloud.com slash classicjrex. Please, 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 if you've enjoyed this podcast, consider throwing us some stars or even a review on iTunes. We'd really, really love that. Next week, I am not 100% sure what we're doing. Me it's, either. It might be uh, <laughs> Twin Peaks or or American Gods. I'm not sure which one's out. Can't remember. We'll come back to that. That's okay. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> we'll see you for whatever it is next week. We're yeah. done. Our brains are fried, so we're getting out of here. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, see you later. Bye. The other storyline that just occurred to me as well... Um, who was it? Flaka Maritza and fuck, a storyline. Yeah, a, a character that we haven't talked about yet. Are they white, black, Latina? Oh, Asian. Ha. So so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. The other. Yeah. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.